Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, the Garcia. Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube, and you can watch this program pretty soon. You can watch the Brian Bailey Show, a bunch of other goodies up there as well. And make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the platforms as we keep you up to date on what's going on in the Pirate Nation. And we want to hear from you on today's show, so you can chime in on YouTube and Facebook and be a part of this three-hour ride. You got some guests to get to, including Double B, Brian Bailey. He joins us in hour number two of today's show as we'll let you know what's going on here locally and beyond in the world of sports as we kind of get through july and get to august and then ecu football season as we continue to count down the days also some other stuff going on including pretty soon the little league softball world series right here in greenville north carolina the pitt county girls uh, all-stars won earlier today down in warner roberts uh, georgia they're playing in the southeastern regional and they won they will be in the winner's bracket coming up tuesday at noon they beat florida today they've got georgia tomorrow if they are able to win down in georgia uh, the Pitt County girls will be playing in the Little League Softball World Series coming up uh, here soon in Greenville. We'll talk to Brian Weingartz about that and more as he joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. we got Shirley Rhodes here, intern Joey in the house, the Chan Man, the Big Dog, and to my left, LRB to kick off today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, John. What's up, Clipper? Been riding down Elm Street quite a bit lately, and uh, the transformation from baseball to softball is a pretty cool sight to see, and uh, Brian and his team do an excellent job hosting that uh, world series and uh let's hope for some good weather and uh, a lot of folks locally will get down there and check out those games coming up soon no doubt uh jamie already chiming in lrb was wondering uh when the coach mac podcast was coming out so the coach mac podcast uh, has aired twice on Pirate Radio, and I understand it is available for download where you get your podcast. Yes, we uh, put it out this weekend on our social media, so uh, you can look for the picture of Coach Mack and Brian Medor. They had an excellent uh, conversation, and uh, it is available. should be in our podcast channels, so uh, definitely download it if you didn't get a chance to listen to it. And uh, Coach Mack, doing a great job. We'll be here Tuesday at 3 o'clock, right? He will, and I always enjoy our Tuesdays with Mack now. That'll be a lot of fun, and Coach Max, uh, a solid interviewer. He's got a lot of experience on the mic, uh, just like he does on the sidelines. But uh, you put Brian Medor with anyone, and you're going to get a pretty good show. Yeah, he is a very entertaining fella and uh, uh, informative fella, and always fun to listen to. I really enjoyed that podcast. Yeah, Brian Medor, uh, one of the uh, all-time greats, and is uh, always good to be on Pirate Radio and uh, always entertaining. And uh, what is it? I M O. 
in Mac's opinion. Yes. So uh, definitely stay tuned. More episodes of the Pirate Radio podcast featuring featuring Coach Mac McCarthy coming to the airwaves and the podcast channels near you. LRB, uh, Cass says one day closer to football. And as we look at the David Price construction countdown to kickoff, uh, 40, we will be inside of 40 coming up uh, this week, tomorrow. So we are at the 40-day mark. Uh, time to get excited if you're not already for another season of Pirate Football. Yeah, starting to get real. Uh, of course, saw on uh, social media today, Holt Naylor's has flown to the left coast to get ready for the yep. Seattle Seahawks training camp. Uh, next week, Pirate football players will officially be moving into dorms or wherever, getting ready for for ECU football camp. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, it's uh, it's starting to feel like football season. And if you want to look at it this way, this will be the last week until February with no football on TV because the Hall of Fame game is next week. A week from Thursday. A week from Thursday. Hall of Fame game. Jets Refresh my Browns memory. from Canton. Jets Brown. Is there an early line on that game? Probably so, Ellery. I, you don't know this clip, Rock? I, I mean, not. how can you be promoting the Hall of Fame game <laughs> and not know that the Jets are probably a, let's say, I'm going to say the Jets are a four point favorite. You put the, the Jets as a favorite? I'm putting the Jets as a four point favorite just because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, let's see. I oh, NFL preseason lines. Um, I'm seeing nothing right. Jo- what do you Joey got, looks like he has it. Yeah, so it is the Jets and Browns, correct? Yeah. Just double checking. Uh the line is at one and a half. <laughs> Jets by one and a half? Oh, okay. uh, Jets Browns. Browns by one and a half. Oh, the Jets are getting points? Yeah. Oh man. Is that Ellery's lock of the year? It is a lock the of the Hall year. of Fame game. I'm trying Over to figure an under of thirty three. Is that a purple Braves hat you have on, Joey? Yes, sir. Have you ever seen such a thing? Oh, uh, I've seen it all, Ellery. That is awesome. Joey's got style. Appreciate it. <laughs> is, that, is that a new lid you just picked up, Joey? Uh, no, it's pretty old. I wish I would have took the sticker off a long time ago. But I no, couldn't I tell if that was like a really bad faded navy hat in there, but now you got you got the powder purple shirt on and the purple brace hat. I try to put it on sometimes. Nice. Styling and profiling in there. <laughs> and turn Joey. Joey has a very strong hat game, and uh, which is why we... Uh, Are y'all going one-on-one? On one? Oh, no. Clip would absolutely dust me is there a hat you've seen clip wear that you would want a few a few and uh, i would like to wear uh get some of his you had what uh with that one in particular like an ecu one i think that i wanted uh, um but the uh the size differential elevator. uh who has the bigger head i believe i do right mm-hmm. yeah how much like is it not, by much. not I'm too seven, far off i could seven three get a haircut and squeeze into it maybe but okay yeah so what hat, what hat did clip have that you would like absolutely take if you um if you, well, you know what there was one that i didn't agree that he took the motorboarders one he took the orange one and i wanted that black one we gave away sadly but yeah it was uh, a nice hat gave that one away um let's see i he had a braves i like the bra- this one but it was um a red and black one i think you had all right clipper if you ever retire a hat you know who to give it to oh you're talking about the white one with the red bill the red underneath yes, yep. yeah uh i'm rocking the norfolk tides today by the way i was trying to figure that out that was the guy that dropped it who yeah uh robert 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 matthews i believe dropped it off to you i was here kaz is team seven and three eights so it's a big noggin right yeah that's me that's you pretty big noggin pretty big noggin okay chandler what size hat you wear yeah I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, well, do Did I, you like Chandler's response? What size hat do you wear? 
Do I wear? <laughs> Me? <laughs> Me? <laughs> All right. A uh, lot going on, uh, Ellerby, as we prepare for ECU football season. I got some basketball news to get to in a moment. Uh, Pike is hanging out listening from... Hello? Hey? Hello? Hey. We're back. We're good? Just like that. All right. Awesome. Uh, Siler City, Pike is checking in from tonight. Nice. He's all over the place. Um, but, Ellerby, we've got, uh, you know, basketball nugget real quick? Yes, please. Chandler, mark your calendar d- Thursday, December 14th. We've got a watch party scheduled. ECU and Florida. Go Gator. Go Gator. In hoops. We found that out today as Florida unveiled their schedule and this one will be in lakeland florida lrb lakeland florida ecu and the gators at a neutral site uh how far is lakeland from Gainesville? is this like a tournament it looks like a one-off it's not even a it's not even a tournament well john it's not a tournament it's a one-off game yeah kind of like uh ecu in south carolina last year i guess all right lakeland is two hours south two and a two hours 15 minutes south of gainesville um but are the gators like uh savannah bananas just playing like neutral games neutral site games well Ellerby, they will be playing richmond in sunrise florida on december 9th so yes maybe is that a new trend they will play michigan in charlotte north carolina after that that's three straight neutral site games for them but the michigan is the michigan game a tournament that is the Jumpman invitational oh see but the richmond what is that says the orange bowl classic they all just have meaningless names. So that is. So is the Richmond and East Carolina game both in Lakeland? No, Richmond's in Sunrise. ECU's in Lakeland. Wow. Uh, why? Why? Do not know. Don't ask. Why? ECU Ty? is on a hot streak. Ellerby. Hi. 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 They have won one of their last one games against SEC opponents at a neutral site beating south carolina last year so there's the trend stat to consider and i believe that game was played in the, the state to of south carolina and ecu was able to win that game big game for rj felton that day as the pirates took down the gamecocks just your crystal ball says the pirates plus how many points versus the gators eh, probably Eight and a half. Eight and a half. To 11 and a half. Heard it here first. I'll go eight and a half. Uh, we'll see what they do. those teams do before that. Florida had a down year last year. I think they had a losing record. I did look up what they did against South Carolina just to compare an opponent, and Florida won by 21. Mm. Uh, but last year, the Gators, go Gator, 16 and 17. So uh, a bad year down there in Florida. Wow. Go Gator. Who's Florida's head basketball coach? Isn't it uh, White? Mike White. Is that his name? It's like the brother, his brother's the AD at Tennessee. Uh, Todd Golden. Exactly. Was introduced last year. So I guess taking over for what? Todd Golden. Yeah. I, I, the SEC is pretty strong. I, I like my SEC basketball. Arkansas, uh, big fan of them. But uh, Florida taking a a bit of a dip here every so we we'll see if they can pick it back up yeah. but uh be cool to look i love seeing ecu playing you know big name opponents like that on the basketball court yeah. doesn't happen enough hopefully it'll be televised at a nice hour where we can uh, have a good little watch along yep uh so plan for that one folks 
All right. Um, Skipper's here. What's up, Robert? Good to see you. Uh, Robert says, Ellerby is the man. Wow. Thank you, Robert. That's a nice, uh, that nice is. compliment about is, Robert. Is there a better compliment? <clears throat> I don't know. I can't think one it's, off it's the top of my head. It's got to be one of the top ones you can tell somebody. Speaking of heads, Chad says, Team Big Head here, seven and five eights. Wow. Who's the biggest head listening to us right now? Jamie says Chandler has to have a nine-inch head with all that ECU and long snapping knowledge. Jamie also adds Florida's predict projected to be a top 30 team. So I guess they dominated the portal. They must have uh, gotten a nice uh, checkbook to <laughs> buy some players. But uh, but guess what? Uh, ECU's going to be improved, too. I've reached out, Ellerby, to Cy Seymour. I hope I can get him on the show this week to talk some offseason. Yeah. Because we got some uh, got some nuggets to discuss when it comes to uh, basketball. Real quick, I'm going to be you, and you're going to be Cy Seymour. Cy, the Pirates playing the Gators December 14th. What do you think of that game? Uh, Cliff, let me tell you. That's about as good a team you'll see in the country. They first they got good kids and they play hard. They play they play so tough, uh, but they got all new players. Clip and uh, Todd Golden. He's a great coach. Uh, you know my son's name is Todd. Todd and Todd. He's in the basketball world. Uh, they are a great team. But guess what? ECU's great too. Mike Schwartz is coach. Nobody is working harder and coaching harder than Mike Schwartz. Well done. Yep. Thank you. All right. Just wanted to play that. So uh, if we don't get Cy, we'll just play that, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I, how much did it, like, personal restraint did you have to not to go Todd, 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 Todd? Cy's going to be fired up for some hoops. I'm ready, too. But before we get there, uh, we do have some pirate football. You mentioned uh, Holt heading off to Seattle, and that's going to be really fun to, to keep an eye on him and Keith Mitchell and Ryan Jones, Isaiah Winstead, as they – uh, played through preseason and can they stay on the squad can they stay up can they get some run can they make some plays make a name for themselves and uh, we'll be following that beginning uh, a couple weeks from now yeah uh absolutely definitely that's the only part of preseason football that that'll make you stop or at yeah. least it'll make if i cross the seattle game somewhere i will stop and be hunting down to see if holt nailers is in the game no doubt. The, when the Ravens, you know, if we get that game on, or I mean, when you start seeing the NFL schedule break out week to week for the preseason, you'll start noticing like, oh, CBS is going to have the Ravens and Steelers this week, or just kind of you'll you'll definitely uh, be a little bit more interested. So I wish all those guys luck and uh, hope they can make it till what the second week in September and be on a roster. A preseason little prop bet: What pirate do you think scores first in all the preseason? Ooh, good question there, Joey. Who that scores first? I, and you can count Holt Naylor as a touchdown pass counts as a score, for sure. Well, I was the, I was going to take Holt Naylor's on a quarterback draw. I love a quarterback draw. Okay. Give me a Ehlers quarterback run for a touchdown. Okay. I think you have to go with Ehlers just for the fact he's going to get more touches and that he potentially could come in inside the 10-yard line and replace like Geno Smith like yeah. in a different, not just like when he's just the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Maybe he could just come in, you know, like in the first quarter. And just give a different look, perhaps. Sources close to the situation, LRB, tell me that that could be a possibility for Seattle this year. Right. Using that he, Holton as a weapon, uh, his own packages, things like that. What's the guy in New Orleans' name that played for BYU? Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah. He could be their uh, could be a Swiss Taysom Army Hill. knife. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know who you got, Joey. I've got Keaton Mitchell for a 75-yard run. That's the thing about Keaton is if he gets loose, just bounce out a, to the left, is, first play of the drive. Is Keaton's speed 
still speed in the NFL. Versus yeah, the it's still speed. well, Madden has him as the ninth fastest running back in the game. Right, and, and not you know, and Madden is. You just don't see many seventy-five-yard touchdown runs in the NFL, though. You might get him. I mean, the last guy to really do it consistently was Chris Johnson, right? Who since him has reeled off those? But can you think? Runs? I mean, and you guys watch more NFL than I do, but can you really think of a seventy-five-plus yard just running back? Derrick Henry's done it a couple times. Chris Johnson used to do it a lot, but yeah, I mean, usually that's a rare a play that can get yeah. an angle on you. It happened last season once. Ja, Jacobs. No. Oh, you know what? That that it just didn't pop up as seventy five yards, but that was more. That was eighty eight. Jacobs, yeah. yeah. Damian Pierce had a seventy five yarder as well. So uh, yeah, it is pretty rare. But do you and and it's totally different because Chris Johnson was a first round draft pick. But do you remember Ellerby his preseason where he uh, like his first game had one of those seventy yard runs? I do not remember that. So because uh, I remember being, I was like, wow, he's really gonna do it. He's really gonna make it. Where were you that preseason game? Do you remember that? Now that I don't know. Were you at Professor O'Cool's sitting I, on the front row watching? No, the I was Titans? watching the live. I'm pretty sure I was at home because I saw it on social media. Um, Ellerby, can you be a part of uh, an exercise I did over the weekend to meet you fans? Like push-ups or sit-ups you, like, you like exercise what right? kind of exercise was it you Jumping have to jacks? pick a quarterback running back wide receiver and wide receiver slash tight end that were not teammates from ecu and uh and just build a and it wasn't even really the best you could come up with but players you like uh or i was just interested interested to see what combinations people would come up with and i got a lot of responses on it so mine quarterback i went shane carden running back i went scott harley Wide receiver, Isaiah Winstead. Tight end, uh, Devon Drew. That was my four. And uh, I got a ton of responses here, which we can read. By the way, classic Troy D. Remember Troy D? Yeah. You do remember him? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me guess. He had everybody on the Peach Bowl team. (laughs) Well, no, only two of the four. (laughs) Jeff Blake, Chris Johnson, Justin Hardy, Carlister Crumpler Jr. He said, end of discussion. This team would have outscored everyone. And I said, Blake and Crumpler were teammates. Disqualified. It was, it was clearly in the rules and classic Troy did. He got disqualified. He got too hype about the Peach Bowl. And which I don't know how much of an impact you might remember, you remember more than me, was Carlester Crumpler. He was still young. He was like a team. freshman on yeah. this, kind of like Junior Smith. So they he, probably didn't, Blake probably didn't complete many passes to I Crumpler. Wouldn't think, I mean, he, I mean Luke he was, Fisher was the tight end. And I'm thinking I'm going with Luke Fisher as my tight end. Okay. In this in this game we're playing. So there's your early 90s. And I've seen some of your answers right here. You know, and I'm going to go with this running back choice, and I've never seen him play, but I heard how awesome he was. And he was in studio with you not too long ago, but I'm going to go with Crump Sr. as my running back. Okay. I heard he – I mean, he was phenomenal. I mean, I've heard – legendary stories of how he used to drag people around Wilson Fike High School up there when he would, they tried to tackle him and, I, and he was obviously an awesome player at ECU. But he said he had letters and I said who? And he said everybody from Lenore Ryan to USC. Yeah. <laughs> had, had letters out for him. And, and if there wouldn't have been a guy named Orenthal James in Buffalo, there might have been a different story with Crump up there when he went to play professional football. So he was just... Uh, up there, but I think I think Crump would because it definitely cleans up any error mistakes I'm going to make. Of like he's he wasn't going to be anybody else's teammate. I'm going to pick. Yeah, true. Um, I'll go with Marcus C as my quarterback. Mark C. So you got Crandall, 
crumpler senior and luke fisher you just need a wide receiver and you've got a lot to choose from because you've got everybody in the modern era basically yeah and uh i'm i'm just gonna go with 17 all right that's That's a pretty strong squad so i i mean for toughness i feel like uh some some good guys right there all right uh chandler we need your pick as a pirate historian Uh of more recent note uh there are older pirates out there that know more about the past of ecu football but chandler is a i guess uh a modern historian when it comes to pirate football so you got to do four different errors here okay you understand the rules yes all right you, you want to get start with quarterback yeah i'm gonna go and they can't they cannot be on the same team not none of your players could have been teammates man um i'm gonna go jeff blake all right so that takes the early 90s yeah um running back running back i'm gonna go chris johnson all right uh wide receiver is he talking in his jeff connor's voice i'm gonna go to just i don't i, I don't know we'll get coach connor's after uh chandler's yeah we'll get him to, we'll get him to pick his team next um wide receiver justin hardy okay he wasn't with chris johnson tight end i'm gonna go with bryce williams no, you're not. No, I can't. No, you're not. Disqualified. You're out. Man. All right. Let's All right. go, let's Coach Connors. Coach Connors, give us your four. You coached a lot of people at ECU. Well, in relationship, too, I got to go with my man, Luke Fisher. Luke was a good guy. Then you got to go with Leonard Henry. Leonard was really good at that running back spot. He ran with dominance. Uh, he was really good in the weight room. Uh, then you got to go, uh, let's see. I think I'd go with Bryce Williams. Bryce, man. So you've got two, you're going two tight end set? Well, that's how I roll. Because <laughs> back in the day, you ran with the two tight ends and you just ran it down their throat. All right, so you got Bryce. None of, none of this air raid stuff, man. Bryce uh, Williams. He picked his tight end on his first and third choice. I couldn't remember what I picked because right. I do love Luke and I do love Bryce. Well, let me update you, Coach. You've got Leonard Henry, Bryce Williams, Luke Fisher. You need a quarterback. Would you like to eliminate either Luke or Bryce and then pick uh, a quarterback? I go with Cram Man. Give me Cram Man. All right. I believe that is uh, yeah. that's that's doable. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go bench, bench press six hundred pounds. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, I'll see y'all. See ya. There you go, fake Coach. Why Connor. does he always pop in here when I try to get on the mic? I don't. He just he's just he likes to chime in. You know, it's crazy. I was telling Clip the other day. It's like he has um, like can snap his finger and be like, "Hey, Coach Rick Smith, come here," or. There's Gary Hahn. Wait or a minute. There is Gary Hahn. Gary, Gary, can you do your uh, NC State four real All quick? All time one? Wolfpack. Yeah. You got to go Phillip Rivers. Uh, <laughs> then I'll probably go, let's see, Can't, uh, Naheem Hines, who's probably going to miss all of the day, uh, this year. I just saw today. Yeah, he was on a jet ski or something. Yeah, so um, let's see. Rivers, Hines, who's your receiver? I'm going to probably go with Mark Thomas um, at the tight end position. Okay. Can I just – Man. You know, throwing Torrey Holt? Do you need to go down? I did, lo- do you, you need to go down to the locker room to get your? Let, let's pay? get down to the locker room. Let's go down to Johnny <laughs> Evans. Let's go down to Johnny Evans. Johnny, what? Who do you have uh, down there on the, on the field as a tight end? Well, Gary, Pardon? I thought you were going to pick my son Daniel, quarterback. <laughs> Not in hell's chance, buddy. Um, you need a story Holt. All right, there you go. Touchdown State. Thank you, Gary. Good, good to see you, man. In the KSH Red Zone. Yes, sir. 
right. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun exercise, Ellerby. Had a lot of uh, different responses. I wonder answers. if uh, John Gruden would pick Zay Jones as his receiver if, if he picked, like, if we did a Raiders four. Oh, Chucky, can you do your Raiders slash Bucks uh, four that you coached? Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Got to go with Gannon, man. <laughs> court- Gannon. You got to go to Rich Gannon, man. He was a really good quarterback, MVP, man. MVP, yeah. Uh, running back, uh, let's go, uh, man, I can't even think of one running back I had in Oakland, man. <laughs> How about I go to Tampa Bay? How yeah. about I do that? How about Mike Allstott? Mike Allstott, man. He, yeah. man, he was a good running back, man. All right. Thanks, coach. Thanks. I gotta go, man. No, I'm, I'm not. not supposed to be yes. in the public eye. That's right. That's right. <laughs> go send some emails. All right. Too soon. What a, uh. What a performance by Chandler Honeycutt yeah. today. I like your game, though. That's good. That's I do good. want to talk to one more person. I want to know, because Jim Rome has interviewed just yes. a, a tons of players. <laughs> if Rome, if you could give me your favorite quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end uh, interviews you've done real quick. Uh, first of all, phenomenal. Going all-time great interviews. You've got to go. You know what? All my all-time great interviews were not even athletes. They were coaches. I can't think of one single athlete to put. Okay, I'll go MJ. I'll go MJ. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Give me MJ. Your... <laughs> Give me MJ. All right, thanks, Ron. I yes. got to go. All right, there he is. I thought for sure he was going to take Chris Everett as his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Missed Chris. opportunity. Missed opportunity. I thought for sure that was going to be the case. All right, there is uh, Chandler Honeycutt doing a uh, fantastic job today. Yes. What do you? What were you supposed to be doing this segment? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what were you doing over there? I'm surprised. I, was, I didn't know if you were working. I guess not. No, I was over there monitoring. I did see somebody comment on the YouTube section, I believe, and said, <laughs> speaking of like impressions that I do, somebody said that Michigan's offensive line like averages like is like six three. Yeah. And it made me think about how Coach Rick Smith used to always well, go down the Now line. that you say that, Brad on <laughs> Facebook does want Rick Smith's list. He was 6'4", 6'5", 6'3", 6'2", and they averaged 500 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of <laughs> they averaged about 300 pounds on the offensive line. Coach Smith, who was the uh, toughest receiver you had to coach against in ECU practice? Who would be your receiver? Well, you had to think about Andre Ellison. Andre would get out there and torch my DBs all the time. And you got probably got Justin Hardy. You know, Justin was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Justin was a walk-on. He came up and uh, he said, Coach, I remember the first time Justin came up to me. He said, Coach, I'm going to put your DBs to shame. <laughs> and he scored five touchdowns on us that day. Thank you, Coach. Yes. Good to see you, man. Why don't y'all get me on the show anymore? We're going to get you. We're going to get uh, – yes. I've actually had some Rick Smith requests, uh, yeah. me, so I uh, need to get him on. Let's do it. Talk some pirate football. All right. Boy, I tell you what, when uh, we, we got much to do, we'll just interview Chandler's different voices for uh, an entire mm-hmm. segment. That was pretty good. Thank you. It's like flipping channels, you well, know. Uh, next next weekend, I might roll out a uh, – you got to give me a D-line, linebacker, corner safety from different eras, and we'll see if you can come up with the best pirate defense. I like doing – I don't know. I just like uh, like looking back at some old names. What about pirate football? head coach, OC, mm-hmm. D.C.? Mm. And, AD. And, 
that, that might not be a bad yeah. and and an ad i don't know the ad is just the, the list is kind of limited there but uh if you just did football coaches and then maybe just one other wild you know just a just another one, assistant just another assistant to have like head it would be coach your, oc dc and then assistant coach any any coach mm-hmm. i like that all right there, there it is. It's a good exercise. All right, Ellerby, good stuff. Anything yeah. else? No, nah, I'm sweating from working out on that exercise. That was uh, quite an exercise. I can't imagine how Chandler's feeling. Uh, we do have tickets available to the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff. Yes, Club. they are going well. The voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles, we're going to honor him that night. We're going to donate all the ticket sales to his new scholarship fund at the ECU School of Communication. The chairman of the board, heard of them, Clip Rock? Give me a little more time. They're going to be playing at the State Theater. It's all going down Thursday, August 31st at 7 o'clock. You can go to our website, pr927fm.com, and lock in your tickets. Thanks to our friends at Carolina Eagle Distributing. They're going to be delivering and distributing a lot of great pirate beverages that night. We'll also, uh, our friends Dirty Dan's, Delcor, Orthopedics East, Tiebreakers, Greenville Utilities, Town Insurance, UBE, Ron Ayers, and Wilson Jones, Griffith PA. They are great sponsors of the Pirate Radio Party, bringing you this great event. Look forward to kicking off the 2023 season in about 38 days. Cannot wait. Going to be a fun night. Brandon on YouTube says, has ECU had their media day yet? Literally the top bullet point on my sheet to discuss, and I think I I missed it completely. Uh, Mike Houston, I believe, scheduled to talk around 1145 tomorrow, uh, and that will be on ESPN Plus. And and also uh, Pirate players Shane Calhoun and Jeremy Lewis will also be uh, a part of this as well. And I do not have the times they will speak, but it's kind of like a an all-day thing starting with a resco tomorrow morning at like 9 30 ellerby and they're going to go through every single coach it will be available to watch on espn plus from what i understand there will also be like a a studio show as well and that's probably where they'll get the the coach and the players on and ask them some questions so that'll be available to follow we'll uh do a good job of keeping you up to date on everything that's said uh we'll quote that for you and put it out on our social media but also have the audio for you coming up tuesday on prl so brandon to answer your question all that is coming up tuesday from texas yes sir see you next week last day of july clip rock so, we will uh, see you then awesome stuff be fun remember your exercise for next week all right let's take a break we've got more for you coming up hour number one of pirate radio live back with you after these words go back to the top of the slide and you stop you turn Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Wood Ducks baseball is back and single game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305 and you can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies. Now let's uh, head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Another hot one here in eastern North Carolina. 
but thank y'all for being along for the ride what would you like to discuss on this monday we got some guests to get to double b in hour two brian weingarts from uh, greenville little league coming up in hour number three a couple other uh pirate news and notes uh we could have a pirate in the next olympics summer olympics uh incoming junior transfer kaylee hamlin hamblin has qualified for the 2024 olympic trials and the 100 meter breaststroke and we had uh lashawn merritt uh went to the olympics uh east carolina pirate uh could have another one um so the trials are slated chandler what are you doing next june you got any plans working uh lucas oil stadium in indianapolis maybe we'll send you out there for the combine and then we'll send you out there for the trials the olympic trials sure but so there's a pool in lucas oil stadium where the colts play sure you haven't seen it no it's right here in the middle of the field they have to dodge it jonathan taylor runs around it when he's he uh, does a good job of that running those big runs uh so uh okay that's pretty cool something to keep an eye on there hey not a bad transfer you bring in a transfer they immediately uh head to the olympic trials we also didn't mention this on the show um john gilbert was looking up at the stars one night he had his telescope out and was doing a little stargazing he's big into astrology Mm -hmm. i think i saw him out and he saw he saw orion's belt Uh uh-huh what else did he say he thought he saw maybe jupiter or saturn but then he looked and he saw a series of stars that aligned they aligned and looked like they formed something and and that was the the is big it, dipper big it was the big dipper that he saw and it just something popped off in his brain and said you know what we he said that's it we need a new lacrosse head coach because <laughs> a man amanda moore said i need more money and i'm going to ohio state <laughs> uh so john gilbert reached out to Brittany dipper and has brought her in as the head lacrosse coach the second in ecu history well let's hope that uh britney doesn't do what uh coach moore did and dip <laughs> you are terrible <laughs> i didn't know what you were gonna do there uh are you a dipper i'm not a dipper yeah me neither never really never been that. never been a dipper i you know what I'm telling a lie. You were? I'm not. I mean, I, have you ever heard of Zen? I have. Um, the little pouches? I have. I have been popping a few of those in on the golf course. Okay. So, I guess you can call me a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a rebel. Watch out for this guy. <laughs> that guy knows how to party. Brittany Dipper, you ask about her background? Well, okay. What about her background? I'll tell you. She was an assistant coach at Virginia under legendary coach Julie Myers wow <laughs> there you go wow uh she spent four seasons at elon uh she was at boston university so uh there you go Brittany dipper the big dipper good luck man i remember um i remember when they started this program it was i think my freshman year here at ACU. they started a lacrosse program and now i feel like we've had some pretty good wins under our belt uh skip chad everybody thought we were going to go with a uranus joke but we did not no absolutely not it's not that kind we of show. are mature men not that kind of show at all jamie says this is what happens when there are no sports eric says oh man it's joke time well i got one hey clip do you know what the difference is between a calendar and chandler 
Oh, God. Shirley. Shirley. Oh, man. <laughs> Shirley, do you know what the difference is between a calendar and Chandler? <clears throat> a calendar has dates and Chandler has none. Hey, oh. <laughs> That was a good one, Eric. That was a good one. Man, good stuff to start off the week, Eric. I like that. What are you doing? I want to look at dad jokes. Uh, uh, I thought you were, you were about to retaliate to Eric. No, no. That was uh, that's, that's a fine. good one there. I like that. Um, yeah, how's the date life going for you? It's not too bad. I okay, mean, there's a little something there. Oh, okay, a little something. So in your face, Eric. In your face. It's got. It's kind of it's kind of like February. It doesn't have as many dates as like July or other months. Dang! But it's got you got some dates up there. Yeah, Joey. Um, under y'all were doing something during the break, and Chandler was about to describe it to me, but he said you, he thought you were playing a joke on him. But you have wow. some kind of homework. Yeah, can so we I'm, help you with this on the air? Yeah, you definitely if you'd like. All right, let's. Can you uh, bring it in here? Yeah, I'll bring it in. Let's here. take we'll a break it. and we'll uh, we'll wrap up the hour helping Joey with his homework. Uh, and again, if you have any good jokes, homework that you need us to do, uh, or anything else on your mind, uh, you can let us know. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Chad's asking Chandler, "How was your Saturday night?" Oh, it was good. I guess he saw that we had a birthday party for a buddy in here in town. So yeah. And Chad, actually, I, I saw Chad's been to that party uh, oh, uh, a few years ago. Mutual friend. Yes. There you go. So it was it was a fun time. You party hardy? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I good, did. Good to hear. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do a little homework and uh, talk more to you here on Pirate Radio Live as we roll on on a Monday. Back with you after these words. It's getting dark to dark sea. Thirty-five years to honor. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order a Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Back with you. Oh, that's a great song. Hey, Jealousy. <clears throat> All right, so... We got to help Joey, intern Joey, out with his homework. So, Joey, could you explain this real quick, what we're about to do? So, they're about to do a lab uh, for one of my classes, the summer classes. We're in the lab. lab. (laughs) And mentally, all they're going to do is they're going to click a start timer. In their minds, they're going to time five seconds. And then as soon as the five seconds are up, they're going to click stop. Simple as that. What is this for? It's a kinesiology kinesiology course kinesiology kinesiology my bad i can't even say what i'm studying you're talking about some dude you know named ken kinesiology kinesiology so we so chandler we have to get as close to five seconds are we gonna know our times at the end yeah okay so are you ready now we have to do this together or should we do you do one then i'll do the next one 
Because yeah, we do yeah. multiple times, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll do the first one. You do the next one. All right. So here we go. Chandler's right. about to do his here. You feel good about that? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Whoa. I didn't know that it started already. That was, I didn't mean to click you it. Were, I don't think you were too far off. Dang. All right. Do All right. It. Third time's the charm here. All right. I feel like we should count out loud. This isn't good radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to count out loud. All right. One, two, three. I went way too slow. But you also kind of you picked up the pace. At I the know. Third. I try, had try to. doing it one more time, Chandler, and maybe another screen should pop up there. Okay. Here I go. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. That's like seven seconds. Yeah, that was too long. Block. All right, it says next block. Oh, Look. so there's probably different sections. Oh dear. Uh, if you guys want to read the instructions and attempt them, <laughs> they're pretty simple. They're usually pretty All simple. Right, next but. block. Oh, we're doing it oh, again. He's doing it again. All right. All right Maybe we should do the rest of this off the air. This yeah, isn't ex- as exciting as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, are you? Uh, they're testing our brains, Chandler. They just, I guess, because different people have different stopwatches so in their brain. Yeah, it's motor learning. It's about your cognitive responses and reaction times. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll finish this uh, during the break. But uh, glad we could help you out with your studies. How's summer school going? It's annoying, but we're almost done. Last week, so. Last yeah. week? Yep. <laughs> so then how uh, how long do you get off? Uh, I believe I get like two and a half weeks off. So. And then it's back to the grind? Back to the full grind. All right. And you, uh, you're you going to be with us this fall, right? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. So we're uh, we're gearing up. Good to have uh, Danny. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I was. <clears throat> I plan to be here. I don't know if I've gotten the contract yet, you know. Oh, so we still have the right to cut you loose. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You just like training camp right now. This is where it matters. This is where the performance happens. <laughs> so far, you've got through the cuts. Hard knocks. We're in hard knocks yeah. right now. <laughs> the other intern towards ACL. So. And unlike hard knocks, we will show us firing people on uh, air. We will record that. The other intern uh, got fined for oh. saying something. You know? Okay, guys. Gotcha. It happens all the time. Is that in like a suspension? He can't come to the facilities anymore. He suspended now? himself. Uh, we didn't hear from him for three days, and then he that just shows a lot about up. his character. Yeah, he he did he, like when a, a school gets caught cheating, they do a self-imposed band mm-hmm. uh, ban. So like, hey, if I punish myself, maybe the punishment won't be as harsh. So when Connor just went AWOL for three days and showed back up, we weren't even mad at him anymore. Nah. it was a good move. So. All right, uh, let's see. Jamie says, I have some tax paperwork I need to fill out. Can I send that over? <laughs> let's not. This could start a bad let's not precedent. Get too crazy. Of us doing <laughs> other people's work on the yeah. air <laughs> to fill time in the summer. Doing negotiations for people. Can you uh, give me some Hard Knocks music, Shirley? So um, we hadn't talked about that on the air. That the Jets um, will not be showing, I guess, players get cut. Because they said it was inhumane. Did you what? see that? I did not see that, and that's very disappointing because that's one of the best parts of the show. Yeah, like getting to. Uh, sad to say, but yeah, getting to know the. Uh, Who was the one guy that got cut by the Miami Dolphins and then ended up going, I believe, to Indianapolis, maybe? But like his him getting cut, 
Oh, and he had to call his grandma? Or no, he got traded. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Davis. I think he got traded. Yeah, it was tra was it traded? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, can I call my grandma? Go ahead and grab it. The New York Jets do not intend to give the Hard Knocks cameras inhumane access to the team. Where does this world come to? They will not... Uh, let's see. Adam Schefter says that the front office is fundamentally opposed to the concept of the show and they will not show players being released what is one of the most famous cuts in hard knocks history didn't ocho cinco get cut by maybe the dolphins or i don't know someone? you just said it was the most famous and you don't even know what you're talking about I, 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 no i asked which what is one of the most famous i'm thinking about shannon sharp saying restitution with the two famous <laughs> um rex ryan doing a big speech and saying let's go get an effing snack oh, yeah but i think the clip we've played the most all time would be marvin lewis <clears throat> shirley can you find marvin lewis the speech from hard knocks we used to play that thing all the time God, this music's got me fired up. It is great music. And Hard Knox has awesome. lost its luster. It's very repetitive now. Uh, but how about this? As I Googled up uh, Hard Hard Knox, multiple fights break out during the first practice of 2023 for the Jets as Hard Knox cameras roll. <laughs> so uh, at least we'll get some fights. That's always good. Training camp so the, fights. Yeah, the Jets are already practicing now. So man jets and browns because they got to get ready for the hall of fame game and i believe i saw that the jets will be playing the panthers and i believe they had they do the joint practices and stuff during Ooh, preseason yeah. they'll be coming to spartanburg so they'll be in spartanburg with the uh hard knocks crew we'll talk to uh tony dunn live from spartanburg later this week yes. he is heading to panthers training camp you got marvin lewis all right let's hear the marvin lewis speech listen to me this is a long ass season this is a grind I said, I hope it's bleeped. I hope it is, too. All right, just hit it. We'll see what happens. Listen to me. We'll blame Connor. This is a long-ass season. This is a grind. And you can't give up the ball. You can't miss tackles. You can't step out of bounds. You can't have penalties. You can't field punts on the one-yard line. Some of you wonder why you don't play and start. Because you won't tackle on an interception. Because you don't know who to block. So you better make up your mind what you're going to do. It's your football team. Find a way to fix it. Reach down inside and be a pro. Marvin Lewis. Ooh, it was beeped. Yes. I was hoping that, that uh, <laughs> the F-bomb was beeped. We would just yet. say that it was Connor doing a Marvin Lewis impersonation. Marvin Lewis. What was Marvin Lewis's playoff record, Chandler? 0-2. He's, uh, he's Owen, all right. Let's see if I can pull up his full postseason record. He was there a long time in Cincinnati. I feel like. Uh yeah. You do? 2003 to 2018. Yeah, he was there a long time. I didn't even realize it was that long. And he didn't do Jack Squat. Oh, oh and seven. Oh and seven is his uh playoff record. Got the Bengals there quite a bit. And I mean they were good through the Carson Palmer years. Yeah. Uh, Ocho, Hushmanzada mm -hmm. had some good players. Uh, we're up against good Steelers and Ravens teams during that time. What's he doing now? But just could not get over the hump. He was with Big Herm at, at Arizona State. At Arizona State, 
uh looks like he still might be a special advisor to the head coach although that seems old and that's not herm edwards anymore right uh he was promoted co-defensive coordinator alongside antonio pierce at arizona state but i don't know if he's still there now what was his best record at cincinnati i believe i just saw 11 and 5 it was down there uh 12 and 4 11 and 5 a couple of times 10 and 6 a couple of times uh but they finished he had four division titles during his time but just look at all those l's in the wild card they played wild card weekend seven times and lost all seven of them and i was thinking like who would have been decent after carson palmer and i guess i mean the 12 and 4 years some of the 11 5 years i mean that's andy dalton Andy Dalton has some pretty decent years as the quarterback there. And now he's a uh, backup in Carolina. Um, the Red Rifle. Skip says, why are the Jets such downers? Um, Mike P says, not showing players getting axed. Are the Jets all of a sudden anti-axers? That was the, that for you even for you Mike P that was pretty Mike bad. P that was rough Eric get in here hey, Eric we need, I never we need thought some backup. I'd say this but Eric we need you back but you cannot ruin this now this is your one chance to be able to you know bounce back after a good one earlier in the in the show and Mike P I expect more out of you as well because Mike P's the problem it's Mike P I think Eric usually tries to like he'll tell one good joke. And then he'll try to tell another one, and it's not good. He likes being in the doghouse, I think. So now's your chance to try to prove us wrong. Chad said, if the Jets don't like the program, then why do it? I'm pretty sure the NFL is forcing them to do it. Because there is a – I think as long as you don't have a new coach, and like so if you made the playoffs last year or if you have a new head coach, I don't know if there's any other circumstances, but you you won't have to do hard knocks. You can, like, volunteer to do it, but you can't be forced to do it. But uh, if you didn't make the playoffs and you don't have a new coach, the NFL can say you're doing it, basically. So we'll see, like, how much pushback there is. Is uh, Robert Sala, Sala, Sala going to do as many interviews as other head coaches have in the past? I don't know. I mean, I love hard knocks. I remember... I guess one of the first times I ever started watching it was around, um, let's see, I believe the Jets did it. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, and then Miami Dolphins. They had that random coach. Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin. And, uh, yeah, I remember that one. And I swear I think Ocho Cinco was David Garrard was going to be the starter that year and got hurt. If I In thought. Miami. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I do remember that. I've always wanted Carolina to be in, on Hard Knocks. But at the same time, I feel like I don't want to be, I don't want our team to be that exposed to everybody. I was gonna say, is it sad to to know that my introduction to kind of like the football documentary scene was all or nothing instead of hard knocks, all or nothing? But that was the Panthers, twenty sixteen Panthers. Yeah. I've never watched one. Had of those. they caught it one it's, more a year early, they would have had a banger of a series. I think it's watered down hard knocks. But it, it's also it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's in season. Yeah, it's a the in great season thing about Hard Knocks, Knocks is they they get oh, it is out. Hard Knocks just training camp. Yeah, and preseason, and they ended What's about the two. In that? Because there's no football right now, and it gives us football. Oh, okay. oh it's a live thing, and it becomes a storyline. That's what I was about to say. It it gets out so quickly. They record, so it airs every Tuesday. And you're watching what happened last week. Okay. The Jets are already practicing in their 
and they're recording yeah. right now. Panthers don't start till Saturday. So okay, so the they play. So it's Hard Knocks debut uh, next week. Surely uh, we need to go to break. August eighth, so it'll be the following. So we still got a couple of Tuesdays. It'll be on Saturday. No, August eighth is uh, Tuesday. Oh, that's that's July. Sorry. See, you know what's the difference between a calendar and Chandler? Calendar has dates. Yeah. Um, so it'll have everything from the first two weeks of camp and the Hall of Fame game mm-hmm. will be in episode one of Hard Knocks. So, uh, yeah. Um, I thought about it, uh, which I like the quarterback thing on Netflix. Oh, I need to oh, get, I need to watch, watch that. Yeah really good yeah it was good yeah i enjoyed it it? i more than i thought i would yeah i finished it um but i do miss the early days of last chance you yeah that was a great summer football show there was also wasn't there a documentary or something called all qb something i mean oh qb1 qb1 had sam hartman i want to say and it had there was a bauer there was a bowers guy that went to wake forest ended up not even playing at wake forest and transferred somebody else but yeah i remember that was on web i think too but last chance you because you were introduced to some characters with the jason brown guy and He's still making a name oh, for yeah. himself on on Buddy Stevens media. was the first. Buddy coach. Stevens is the one that got about gotten a fight with what his assistant coach or no it was uh, the it was referee. CC that was a funny school and was like forced out of the stadium. Like he was whew. those guys, man. Buddy was... Stevens, man, that was a <laughs> fireball of a dude, <laughs> and he always... was a firecracker. Charlie, it is. Take us. We got to take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll continue this discussion. We got Brian Bailey coming up at 425 skip on uh youtube says college football is much better let's talk college football versus nfl i respect pros and cons great respect to skip great respect to skip great great respect ton of respect for campbell ton of respect ton of respect just so a ton just a a ton a metric a bleed brick house of respect to you let's take a break come back hour two pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. So to come on today's show, Double B, Brian Bailey will join us in about 15, 20 minutes or so. Also coming up, Brian Weingartz from Greenville Little League. And uh, you got the Pitt County Girls All-Star Team winners today down in Warner Robins, Georgia in the uh, Southeastern Regional. And 
they were eight to two winners over florida uh, if i'm reading the bracket correctly they will play a tuesday at noon on espn plus against georgia so congratulations to the pitt county girls all-stars now if they win the tournament down there in georgia they will advance to the little league softball world series which will be going on right here in greenville they are making preps uh, for that uh, at stalling stadium elm street uh, park so we will talk to brian weingartz about that coming up later on in today's show got shirley rhodes here got uh, intern joey chandler will rejoin us momentarily um once again just recapping what we have today as far as ecu news and notes aac media day going on tuesday and we'll hear from mike houston i believe around 11 45 and you can watch the festivities on espn plus we'll keep you up to date on everything that's being said and have the audio for you coming up on tuesday's pirate radio live with uh, mac mccarthy mully man and also bryce williams also uh announced today florida came out with their basketball schedule and uh ecu is on that schedule ecu in florida will play on thursday december 14th it's a neutral site game in lakeland florida and if you recall ecu was a winner over south carolina in a neutral site game last year so pirates looking to knock off the second straight sec opponent on a neutral site that would be something all right um so robert said college football is much better i assume he's saying much better than the nfl um hmm i think all right let's go around the horn if you had to pick one joey college or nfl what are you watching uh comfortably nfl okay comfortably only only because the college game has changed so much in at least my lifetime to where i just enjoy the structure of the nfl call me boring i enjoy the structure of the nfl a bit more meaning what like divisions and divisions opponents stay the same yeah i mean like nobody's transferring to one deal or another because somebody doesn't have some money everybody's got the same yeah. amount of money really yeah that is the only true. disadvantages i would say in the nfl aspect for players so you like, like the parody aspect of the nfl yeah too. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't like how i mean i get it charlotte may not be a great place to come and spend your days or whatever but like you're the texans not a good organization but no state income tax you know like those are different variables rather than what school gives me the biggest bag you know surely um now we have a lot of biases because of our job and mm-hmm. i'm gonna try if you can take the job aspect of it like i'm trying to go back to before i did pre-game and post-game uh for ecu football games at pirate radio which one i enjoyed more so i'm looking at it from that aspect so try to take the job out of it mm-hmm. and just say uh, you got a, a new job you're not uh doing game days of pirate radio would you what do you value more your college football saturdays or your nfl sundays um gotta go with the nfl sundays i mean there i think parody has does play a lot into it um i don't know there's a there's a level of consistency with the NFL that you don't always have with college football. And I think that's probably where, uh, I guess you could say my enjoyment comes from is it's just that level of consistency. Um, I mean, you've got your good teams and you got your not so good teams, but the difference between those is not very wide as opposed to 
college football, that parity and that gap can be like the freaking, you know, Grand Canyon sometimes. So I, I just like the consistency better of the NFL. Uh, my answer would be NFL. And I just remember Saturdays growing up, I went to some ECU games, but it was outside playing football, outside doing stuff, running around, and I didn't make it a point to to know every score or things like that. But I enjoyed college football. Uh, but Sundays was maybe you go to church, um, and then you get home, and I watch or listen to the Redskins game with my dad, keep up with the 4 o'clock game, watch Sunday night football, loved monday night football then i learned about fantasy football got into that got into the pools the the gambling side of it like and just at now and now i, I cherish my sundays because it, i get a day off after a long saturday i like college football more now maybe than i did growing up um and i'm i can agree i can definitely agree with that yeah i'm way more into it now i do remember turning on uh, nbc and watching notre dame in michigan or watching the big abc game uh whatever it was and of course uh sec on cbs so uh i don't know i've always been a a huge nfl guy and then to be like a bit of a hypocrite i like the inconsistency of how the teams play out like in the college game you're always gonna know okay alabama's gonna be good georgia's gonna be good ohio state's gonna be good to where i mean there there might be a year where you know the Panthers go undefeated, or uh, another year where like the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, like just like Tampa. We never knew they were going to be good, and then Tom Brady flipped the script on everybody. You know, so yeah, uh, I, I heard somebody on this argument talking about college football and pro football, and a proponent to college football was if you watch the NFL, it's a lot of the same stuff. It's uh, everything kind of looks familiar, but if you watch college. You could see an option offense at noon, and then at 3.30, a spread offense, and then at 7, a dominant defense, and then at 12, uh, at at 10 p.m., a quarterback that runs all around. Like, you are seeing different stuff. Well, I'm sure you'd be able to see that in the NFL if we had 200-plus teams. Uh, Yeah, but we're doing pros and cons. And that would be I also think that it's how you grew up. Like, in in the household that you grew up in, you know which sport was more prevalent like you mentioned like with the nfl you listen to the you know the washington games with your dad on the radio well some families college football you know you grew up out on the tailgate field like chandler chandler you know grew up on the tailgate lots and you know uh, became a rabid ecu fan uh so i think that plays into it as well because like in my household college football wasn't something that we watched a lot of we did see some of it but you know the nfl that was appointment sundays because you know my my dad was a steelers fan excuse me my mom was a steelers fan my dad was a cowboys fan so you know if one of those two teams were playing on a sunday you know if there's only one tv in the house guess what you're watching yeah and i agree i mean I, my parents didn't go to college so of course i'm not gonna be growing up watching college sports they didn't go to the nfl either uh, no, my dad actually had a stint. My dad actually had a stint in the NFL, tight end. No. <laughs> no Would have been cool if he did, though. Uh, Skip is losing his mind. Skip uh, Chandler, NFL or college? Uh, so let me preface this. Take out working, game days. Mm-hmm. 
like if you if you didn't work all day saturday if it didn't so like pirate radio channel yeah pre-pirate radio are you uh what do you cherish more saturday or sunday for me it's definitely saturday because i grew up going to east carolina football games every single saturday it was something i looked forward to being at a college football game growing up you learned about the traditions of that almost every single college football team has whether it's purple the ecu coming out uh of with purple haze blaring throughout the stadium um just in college football you got the bands like you think of like ohio state of course like ohio state's gonna have one of the top programs in the country but they also have like the best damn band land there's just so much tradition in college football and i think i was able to consume that as a young child and watching games like getting home and watching games like the 330 sec uh game on cbs like that that music just fires me up listening to it hearing yeah. it so and then the nfl no, I, will, I, will, I, I will say this that can i counterpoint like what the fox nfl sunday or cbs but or, also like college game day the pre like i love fox nfl sunday and i but like the college game day college game day is the best pre is the best because yeah. there's so in three hours from nine to twelve there's so many segments they do they do they do feature stories on people you've got lee corso and god bless we need to uh you know enjoy the days that we have left with him because there's no telling if he's going to be on the set anymore but like he was a character with the headgear stuff I'm like there's just so much tradition in college football that i, I don't want to go away from but i will say this that used to college football was way up here on the scale and NFL was down here. I mean, it's kind of getting close now because, I mean, college football is going in such a weird direction that I don't like it. I don't like seeing it. It, We're seeing it unfold every single year, whether it's conference realignment or NIL or whatever. So, But it's still college football for me. So if you guys are offered the ticket 2024 Peach Bowl, East Carolina, or 2024 your favorite football team in Super Bowl, which one are you going to? Which one are we going to? Which one are you going to? I would uh, rather go to the Peach Bowl. I have no desire what? to go to a Super Bowl. Super Bowl is if you just said chance. if you just said Washington hosting the NFC Championship versus Peach Bowl, I would take that. Why would you want to go to the step ahead if they just I'm because you, I would in be game. in our stadium? You could with go our watch fans. them lose. Our stadium, our fans. The Super Bowl is just surrounded as with opposed a to like some, NFL fans, some like business folks that were given tickets to watch uh, Britney Spears at halftime. And then also, <laughs> like with the Peach Bowl, you're going to go there and you're going to be with a bunch of Pirate fans. Like half the stadium's going to be the other team, but like you're going to be there with a bunch of other Pirate fans. And I mean, I just, I, I'm just more emotionally invested in East Carolina football than I am Carolina Panther football. I still like get upset with Carolina Panther football and I love that team to death, but I mean, me and ECU football go way back before Panther football. So I don't know. Uh, Eric said Chandler trying to kill off Corso. Skip says Coach it's Corso true. needs to retire. Jamie says, and no one is getting even a little tired of Corso. I, I mean, I'm. I think it's just it's kind of sad to watch him now. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you need to go home and enjoy yourself. And poor like Kirk Herbstreit has to like assist him and help him help him out. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Eric says Corso or Vitel. Uh, uh, as a basketball guy, I would say Dig Vitel. He was uh, me, baby. the soundtrack to my childhood growing up. So yeah, Dicky B. 
skip says clip you and shirley need to listen to chandler the hell do you think i'm doing i'm sitting right beside him i hear everything he's saying in my earphones i'm having a conversation with him i hear <laughs> he him skip. listen to me skip i hear him skip skip you know what you need you to listen do? skip you need to open your mind skip oh open your mind skip not everybody's like you skip wake up skip are you listening skip randolph's in the house what's up randolph randolph he said his ct scan went good i saw him on saturday night that is good to hear he said dax just threw another pick recovered by the 49ers he said he prefers college football and he said he might be at aj's tonight throwing back a few i don't know so uh randolph's got his uh his evening planned jamie's first game he attended in person was colt saint super bowl a that's awesome b uh, his team lost. And great halftime show. Prince. No, that was, that was Colts Bears. Yep. Man. Good try. That was the, was it the start of the second half, the onside kick? Yes. By the Saints? Yes. That was uh, famous for that one. Big yeah. interception return for a touchdown. Tracy Porter. Porter. Yeah. Who was the MVP? Did they give it to Breeze? Breeze? Probably. They love to give it to the quarterback. I believe it was Breeze. Let's take a break. When we return, Double B, Brian Bailey will join us. If we could uh, get those likes up, that'd be cool. We got 16 more viewers than we have likes. Uh, you can just click that thumb if you like the conversation or if you're like Skip and didn't like the conversation. You can hit the thumb. And like, we, it's great to see that there's 29 people watching us. But while you're here, just hit the like button. It's that simple. Just while you're here, it's not going to take you away from the show. You're going to still watch the show. You might can just do it blindly. You can just kind of do it over to the side. Robert says, Doris Burke or fingernails on a blackboard? I think Doris Burke's a good analyst. I mean, you may not you know like her voice or hear or want to hear her on a basketball game. I think what she said has value. Here, I would take Doris Burke. Here is fingernails to a chalkboard. Growing up, I feel like ECU had her a lot. Beth Mowens. Beth Mowens, yeah. Woo! I hated her. Much uh, bigger fan of Doris Burke as a color analyst than Beth Mowens as a play-by-play voice. Redbeard used to like college football more, but with ESPN crap, players getting paid is fine. It's the use of it to steal players that is the issue. And conference realignment has ruined college football. NFL, at least no matter your conference, you have the ability to win a championship. Very well said, Redbeard. I agree. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. BB joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. 
Well, welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call him today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Brian Weingartz will be in a good mood when he comes in because the Detroit Tigers were winners today. Knocking off the uh, Giants, 5-1 to one that final. O's and Phillies tonight be uh, here on Pirate Radio, and you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. How about the Orioles taking three out of four on the road at Tampa? They now have a two-game lead in the AL East and uh, continuing to just play great baseball. It was kind of a cute story at first, and now it's real. Uh, you look at teams with 60-plus wins in Major League Baseball this season. The Braves have the most with 64. The Orioles and the Rays have 61. Those are the only teams in baseball with 60-plus wins uh, right now. Uh, Brian Bailey's Cubbies are playing pretty good. I know They uh, had a good weekend. They have won three in a row and uh, trying to contend for a wild card. BB joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Took three out of four from the Cardinals. That was fun. Always uh, good to beat your rivals there. And uh, Burley uh, has been getting some hits and also getting ejected. Did you see Burley get ejected last week, Bailey? That was great theater because I happened to be watching. And he comes to the plate, you know, the bases are loaded. He's a pinch hitter, one out in the eighth. And I'm thinking, man, it's, it's a 4-3 game. And, and he gets a 3-0 count. So I'm thinking, like, like, okay, he walks, drives in a run, does his job. It's 4-4, Cubs still in it. I'm not rooting against Burley, but I'm rooting for my Cubs. And then the 3-0 pitch is outside. And he looks at the umpire, and I was like, man, that ball was outside. And the 3-1 pitch was way outside. It was horrible. And I just kind of chuckled. And then the 3-2 pitch was outside as well, but he had to put his bat on it. And he slapped it to the shortstop, got it into an inning-inning double play. And then he uh, he had some choice words for the umpire. I don't think he was asking him out to dinner. I don't think that was what was going on. But it was, it was, it was fun to watch. Well justified ejection for uh, for Burley there. He was upset and for good reason. Uh, but uh, Bailey's Cubby's playing pretty good right now. And as we follow baseball, follow a little softball earlier today. Pitt County girls, twelve and under All Stars winners, and Warner Robins, Georgia Bailey. They knocked off Florida today. Got Georgia coming up tomorrow. We'll talk to Brian Weingarts uh, about the Little League Softball World Series. It'd be awesome if uh, we could see Greenville there again this year. Yeah, they played well in that game today. It was on ESPN Plus, and uh, ESPN Plus does a great job with those games. The video quality is really, really good, and uh, the ladies played well. They've got a tough one against Warner Robins because we all know just how how much they like their baseball and their softball, and they're at home. So that'll be a difficult uh, assignment tomorrow at noon, but hopefully they can win some games and get back into it. Yeah, we talked to their coach uh, last week, and he said, you know, this is just being – part of the little league system uh just for a few years now this is their first trip down to warner robbins and man how many you hear the name warner robbins the team has been at, at williamsport uh but also how many like greenville warner robbins battles have there been in baseball and now we got one in softball and it is amazing and very similar to here right bailey that uh they take their the baseball and softball very serious yeah they really do and they've had a lot of success through the years as you said and i remember 
Uh, I think it was the the Holt Nailers team that, that did play. I think they played Warner Robins. I, I know it was on ESPN. It was, and then they had a quarterback on their team too, right? Yeah, exactly. They did. But there was a great shot of just how tall you know Holton was playing uh, that little league team. But yeah, there have been some great battles down there. Was it Eason maybe the Georgia quarterback? Does that sound right? I, that sounds right. I know it was somebody good that played down there. You know? Yeah. Uh, Bailey, we're having a discussion, uh, NFL versus college football. We love them both. Uh, we, we watch them both. We cover them both now. But as far as a fan, and, and I tried to take it from before my time here at Pirate Radio, you got to go a little ways back, Bailey, to think about when you weren't covering college and pro football. But uh, if I could only give you one, and don't give me a, a political answer because we know uh, you love them both, but just the fan brian bailey if you had to take all day saturday watching football or all day sunday watching football you can only choose one which one are you taking it'd be sunday for me because i I grew up like my dad loved he loved both as well but i can just remember on sundays man we built the whole whole day sunday was built around football it's like thanksgiving is always built around what time the cowboys play i mean that's just what we did as a family and i just and i love college football like you said we all love both of it but I think, you know, and now the older I get, it's just, uh, you know, I take Sundays to kind of get ready for the next week. And then I do it by watching, you know, this game and that game. I tell the joke all the time when I was married the first time and Sunday night football started, my, my first wife would, would say, you're not going to watch football again, are we? And I said, well, we didn't watch these two teams. And I did with it. Totally different. Totally different thing, honey. Exactly. Uh, by the way, did you do that research, or do we owe somebody, uh, Chandler? Jake Fromm, the uh, quarterback we were looking for. Ah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Good work, Chan, man. Thank you for that. Good job, Chan. Uh, and now, Bailey, uh, looking forward to our Saturdays and Sundays Hall of Fame game, by the way, coming up next Thursday. So this is the last week without football on TV. So kind of made it through that portion. Uh, media days for ECU football in Texas coming up tomorrow with the AAC and Mike Houston set to talk tomorrow morning we'll hear from Jeremy Lewis Shane Calhoun as well and uh, I don't know we'll see if anything comes out of that I guess I am kind of interested Bailey just to get to know some of these new teams kind of hear what Willie Fritz has to say uh, coming off a magical season for the Green Wave what about Trent Dilfer at UAB so uh, I'll be tuned into that a little bit I guess yeah and the media poll comes out I believe at 9 15 or 9 30 tomorrow morning okay did you vote in that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You want to tell us where you had the Pirates? I think I had the Pirates third or fourth, and that may be a little high for what they've got coming back on offense. But uh, sources tell me that they're probably the rest of the voting took place, and I think the Pirates are going to be picked around six. Yeah. What? Uh, who you have? Who you got winning it? Tulane again, but I think that's basically built on. You know, the same type thing that we always do. You know, whenever you're voting on those things, you're basically voting on what they did last year because yeah. you don't know. You know, nobody knows anything. I think UTSA was pretty high, and they were really good last year. And that's a team we don't know much about, but we know they're very good. Yeah, and you vote, too, on quarterbacks because that's, that's what we see, what we know. Tulane's got one coming back. UTSA's has been there uh, as long as Holden was here. So if you got that, you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. If you're like East Carolina and are unsure at that position, you you put them down in the standings. It's kind of the way it works. Yeah, that is how it works. And, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen as far as that goes. I think the Pirates are going to be good on the defensive line. I think, you know, they'll hold their own, but they're going to have to put points on the board and it'll, it'll, 
it's going to be an interesting summer once they get camp started. But the best part about it is that we're getting closer and closer. Yes, sir. Jamie on YouTube wants to know, who does Brian Bailey have as his starting quarterback for the ECU Pirates when they take on Michigan? Wow, that is, that is a tough question. Uh, whoever wins the job, that's who I'm picking. But I, I, I just what I saw in the spring, you know, Flynn, Flynn may have that that certain characteristic that a quarterback needs, and you know, Mason may still be you know on the outside looking in. Although I think Mason's going to have to play good football at some point in the year for the Pirates to have a have a good season. So I don't you know discredit the fact that one's going to take the job. I, I think it's going to be two of them, and, and they always say if you if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. But I think they're going to have to have production from both of those guys. Is this the first battle we've had? Did we have a battle when it was like, because uh, I know Rio Johnson, Shane Carden, but uh, since then, was it a battle Chandler with Cirque and Minshew or Nelson? Was that, like, I, I don't remember those. I don't know if there was Do a battle. Do you remember, Bailey? Like a true <laughs> battle in camp? Here's what, I, here's what I always think about. Like, the, the term quarterback controversy, I, to me, it, it, like East Carolina doesn't have a quarterback contest. They have a quarterback battle. But why is it always a quarterback controversy? Well, I literally said battle. I didn't say controversy. You did. No, no, you did. I'm just saying that most people, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying you said it, but I mean, a lot of people, uh, I think they were asking Alabama and Nick Saban went off about, <laughs> you know, we got a quarterback battle. We don't have a quarterback controversy. And I think that's what East Carolina's going to have, is quarterback battle. Well, in Washington, <laughs> we have quarterback controversies. We've had those yeah, for maybe 30 years. Well. If Dak doesn't figure out which color jersey he's throwing to, we're going to have a quarterback controversy. Mm, I can't wait. And Kenny, uh, Kenny on Facebook was weighing into our discussion NFL versus college, and he said college football gets my vote because it's more fan based. Pro game is all about the pro teams. I'll say this: I love NFL Sundays, being at tiebreakers uh, and being around a fan of just about every team. Yeah. And if your team's winning, you're doing the junk talking. If your team's losing, you're trying to hide in the bathroom because there's 10 people ready to give it to you. Like, I love that part of it, Bailey. I love it. And I know you do, too, mixing it up. Well, I like I like being in there, and then, you, you know, you're you're watching a game or two, and you're you know eating your meal or whatever, and then all of a sudden you hear a bunch of guys scream. Yeah. You know, so you're trying to figure out which TV they're yelling at, and that's, that's always been a, you know, a fun time. But I agree with you. I think that, you know, but – if I have a day off on a Saturday, which we don't have many, obviously, because we're doing what we do with East Carolina and everything, but it's a blast to, you know, go somewhere and watch a little college football or go home and, and, and watch college football. I mean, I, I really like those games where the Pirates play early, like the Michigan game, and it, it, being on the trip, getting back in town by five thirty, six o'clock, and then getting a chance to watch you know, the night games on Saturday night. So. Uh, both of them are, are both of them are part of a magical deal, and and I'm always partial to high school football because I yeah. think that, that makes uh, you know the whole weekend we, we work all week to get ready for Friday nights, and those those Friday nights are, are just magical to me. Gearing up for some touchdown Friday, and uh, that'll be coming very very soon as well. So uh, exciting time, no doubt, Brian uh, Bailey. Did you see ECU uh, basketball be taking on Florida neutral side game uh, Thursday, December fourteenth? And Lakeland, Florida, Pirates victorious against South Carolina on a neutral site last year. So uh, trying to beat another SEC team this year on a neutral site. Yeah, I saw that, and, and I, it's kind of an odd, odd type deal playing in Lakeland. But I'm glad for East Carolina. I, you know, Coach Sports, I'm telling you, man, he's putting together something over there, 
And, you know, I, he's, he's got that look in his eye like, I got this thing figured out. I, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this and do that. And you can't argue with him. I mean, he's putting together something over there. Something. And uh, it's got folks excited. By the way, speaking of excitement and upbeat and positivity, Cy Seymour will join us Wednesday at 5 o'clock. So, Bailey, if you need uh, to hear some reassurance that ECU basketball is going to be okay, just tune in Wednesday at 5 because Cy will set you straight. Well, he'll tell me the Commodores are going to be good, too. So That's right. Hey, we got new ownership now, Bailey. We're ready to go. And by the way, we might have a new name soon again. <laughs> I started laughing when I saw that, and I said, you know, but I, I think they ought to go with it. they they got to get red back in their name somehow. I mean, if you're not going to do Redskins, which I'm sure they're probably not, but the Red Tails, the Red Hogs, the Red – whatever they can fi- figure out. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. RHCPs? I don't know. Yeah, I'd, we'll see what they decide to do. It doesn't mean they're going to win football games, but it is nice to have Dan Snyder out of there. So, Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. All right, BB, uh, anything else going on? Anything we need to look out for on uh, WNCT Channel 9? No, it's going to be probably a little bit of a slow week. Thankfully, they, we get these little nuggets like Pirates play in Florida and you know, the American Media Day tomorrow, so we got some stuff going on, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of quiet. July 31st will be the first day of high school football practice, and, and there are all kinds of storylines with, with the first day of high school football practice. Chris Cherry takes over as the football coach <laughs> over at South Bend. Yeah, That's crazy to me. I can't wait to interview him because I, I have so much respect for him and what he's done in basketball all these years, but looking forward to that. Uh, new Bern got a new head coach, right, Bailey? Yeah. Have like that know who their coach is, but they got an interim guy in there. Man. And, yeah, Newborn's got a new coach, and uh, it's just uh, there's just so many storylines, and it'll be fun to get that started. Good deal, Bailey. Enjoyed it, man. We'll uh, catch up with you again next week. Sounds good. Take care. There is PB Brian Bailey joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, intern Dan, aka Danny Beal, uh, hanging out with us on a Monday. Got Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey Chanman, and myself, Cliff Brock, and you uh, as uh, had a good time mixing it up with you guys today uh randolph's ready to yell at dax throwing another pick um let's see eric says red hawks with some type of native american theme would be a good look jamie says how about the washington furries i guess trying to be funny but you know sometimes (laughs) we all try and we fail but you got to try jamie so i'm not going to bash you for trying to be funny i'll just bash you for not being funny in that particular moment but I, I tell you what, you're going to get the next one. I, I promise you, you're going to get the next one. I still like the Red Wolves. That I was that was the one that I thought That's my was going to be the next name. I was quite surprised where they went with it. Yeah, uh, Fred Smoot, former cornerback for Washington, who was up there hyping up the crowd uh, when they introduced the new owners, was really pushing for Red Wolves. If you sent him a Red Wolves tweet, he would uh, retweet it. So I'm sure he's going to try to get that going again. Are they really going to change the name again? Well, do uh, you want to keep the commanders, though? I, I don't. I, and I, I, they got to be hurting financially when it comes to uh merch sales and things like that i mean let's be honest uh, the colors are iconic but they're not the best colors in the world and they don't have a logo their logo is a w well i think i think to us it's time to make a logo well i think the w is not too bad it's you know but it's a letter it, 
you're right but what i'm saying is is that if you're going to make a name change then make the name change and then come up with an alternate hat to complement the w whatever you do is going to be better than the browns so yeah Uh, yeah well the browns are the well the browns just and i've had this discussion too they keep browning there's a lot of lame nfl team names like if you came up with them today they would get absolutely roasted like the the giants what is a giant yeah the football giant but the fact that it's that old like the panthers is lame panthers has nothing to do with north carolina whoa 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 what the panthers isn't lame why it's a random animal okay well how about we're the washington leopards is that cool no why is that not cool but it doesn't roll off the tongue it well that is too close to a jaguar oh god here we go now we got jaguars okay how about the lions oh we can't be lions there's already a lame lion what's another animal i mean we're, we're just picking cool animals. animals falcons oh what oh, is yeah, true. Cardinals. yeah cardinals that's no it's not cool not cool lame seahawks isn't even a real thing yeah i know <laughs> yeah. joey what panthers the- is lame Ad- admit it what i think it's a cool what? animal i think it's a cool animal okay what the heck is a 49er you don't think leopards are cool uh, not really i mean what about like, cheetahs we have one he plays for a dolphin <laughs> he's a what <laughs> number 10 uh wait does intern dan have clearance to just walk in and get Absolutely. a mic whenever he wants to yes all right i gave him the clearance, clearance. hold on what was his era <laughs> <laughs> if it was under Them's fighting words if it was under three five all right, we're in business. <laughs> I, 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 say, I think he's good there. Where, what's up, Danny Beal? Hey, how are we? What do you want to talk about? How the Cardinals is not cool and neither is the Panthers. Yeah, it's oh. just just because this we named lame. Danny, who's your team? Danny, who's your team? You don't want to know. Talk to me. Who's your Who team? is it? That's not fair. You can't dog on me. I can't the dog on you. New England football Patriots. Wow. That's so boring. You're, yeah. not, even a, you're not even America's team and you're the Patriots. Like, that's boring. That's boring. I don't, I don't for the, think that's no, terrible. The people not watching, I'm holding up seven, or actually technically six Super Bowl rings. <laughs> there for the people not <laughs> on the YouTube. <laughs> you think about Tom Brady. No, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of my quarterback. Danny uh, had a 2-7 ERA. Sure two seven zero ERA. So, yeah, that'll let you speak, I guess. Uh, my only point is a lot of lame team names that just happen to be really old, so we accept them. Like Joey said, it rolls off the tongue. It's because you've been saying it for... 30 like years now. But I mean, just like Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Do you good. have to say it in a southern accent for it to really yeah, roll off? Yeah, Carolina yeah. Panthers. Who's your team? Carolina Panthers. <laughs> What's the coolest name in the NFL? Miami Dolphins, just because of like I Miami, the Dolphins. It's, it the logo together. is very the colors. Very Dolphins yeah. is up there. Steelers is up Steelers, there. Steelers, I mean, with the Steel City. And I mean, I had to say it. The Cowboys is pretty cool now. Yeah. Denver Broncos is cool, but well, are there a lot of Broncos roaming around the Denver countryside? I, I still like the the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's pretty good. Like San Francisco 49ers yeah, is really good. Yeah, yeah. You understand the story behind it. That's yeah. how you appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I never liked their colors, but the- But then you've got the Carlisle Panthers. Carlisle Panthers. The Lions. How many Lions are in Detroit? It's just they just picked an animal. Last, said, last I heard, there were no bears in Chicago. There you go. They're just picking oh, no. animals. So maybe we should just pick a cool animal. Yeah, it should be a cool animal. 
Let me Google coolest animals and the see what are The chupacabras. You guys are going to be like the what? The Washington Warhawks for a minute too? Oh, Warhawks. Yeah. A I like blobfish. <laughs> yes. So blobfish. All right. I Googled animal. coolest animals, Joey. Let's see if these roll off the tongue. Washington blobfish. That's not Excellent good. name. Koalas. Washington red pandas. It's already got red in the name. Red panda. Oh, th- that would be a pretty cool hat. I'm not gonna lie. Washington pink fairy armadillos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're pushing it. Washington rabbits. There are no rabbits. That's available. Washington Wolves. I think we just figured it out. Washington Red Wolves. Yeah, Go with that. And that'll be fine. It'd be cool. Have a cool wolf logo. Simple. Yeah. Not doing too much. Washington Hedgehogs. Washington Naked Mole Rats. Mm. <laughs> I want to see a logo. I want to see the logo naked on that bad boy. <laughs> but if you want to be like Joey and just have a cool animal. And they don't roll off the tongue. There's no tigers in football. Washington no Tigers. We'll just go boring. Washington no Tigers. Sharks. sharks are pretty cool. All right. I want to root for the Sea Otters. Washington Sea Otters? That sounds like a minor league team. I was just about to say the same thing. That, that sounds, sounds like, like a minor league some team. Some random team in Wyoming, like the Philly Ooh. for like Seattle or something. Washington Sloths. Sloths. The, the Washington. See, the, a sloth I, is I so, can't say so it lazy plural. and sleeps all the time. You don't want that as your mascot. I think a platypus is a is a great animal. That was up there. That was on the cool uh, cool name list. But you can't use that because if you use the plural, it just goes completely awry. Was it not platypi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's the other. Okay. Yeah, it's the other. Fair enough. All right, let's take a break. I got a lot of comments to catch up on, too. Eric says, I still say just throw the chupacabra in there. Eric went after Chandler earlier. Danny, you know the difference between a calendar and Chandler? Sure don't. Calendar has dates. <laughs> From the clouds. So Eric got him earlier. He said, uh, Clip, I'm getting everyone today. Washington's logo should actually be an L. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Sure. See, Eric is starting to go downhill. No, nah, I mean, oh, that, that was good. good. I like that. Oh, no. Eric's that's ruthless. Washington Monuments. That's nice. There already is one there. Washington Cocahones. Cocahones. Still have that uh, Yes, I do, actually. Cocahones. The Washington Two Little Butt Cheeks. <laughs> it's Two Little Butt I, Cheeks. And, hey, the W could be Two Little Butt Cheeks. My uh, piece has the stupidest name is the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I I gotta agree with that one. Washington Traffic. Now, I do like the Titans. I like the Titans name, but it has nothing to do with Nashville. Like Nash, I feel like Tennessee, like the Tennessee, it should be like something about country music. Uh, Tennessee notes. But I do like the Titans, and I like their logo, and I like the colors. Tennessee acoustics. They wouldn't have any fans. <laughs> like their their minor league baseball team is the Nashville Sounds. Memphis Redbirds too. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Redbirds. Uh, Washington Wolfpack said it would force Clip to pull for the Wolfpack. I look. I know we all hate NC State. I do too. But you could go like NWO Wolfpack. Like you could do some cool stuff with Wolfpack. I hate to say it. We left out the Saints too. The Saints is a really strong football name. I feel. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. But well, their logo is really cool too. Yeah. What do you call that thing? The Lafleur. Sure. Call Whatever it. it's called. Yeah, sure is. I believe that's what that's called. Good discussion. We'll take a break. Come back and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. John says Washington crab cakes. I like it.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Power Radio Live, here on a Monday. Are we really going to do this again and have another discussion about what Washington's team name should be? I guess we are. We just did it for a full segment, last uh, segment. Randolph says the Washington Honey Badgers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I don't want to insult Brian Weingartz's Tigers name uh, because he is a big Tigers fan. He's wearing the hat, as always. And they won earlier today. Uh, But Detroit is. So Detroit has cool names for basketball and hockey and then kind of lame names for the other two sports yeah the pistons is a real pistons a great name i love it red wings cool name and then they got tigers and lions they went really basic can we say in hockey it's the hurricanes no you don't like the hurricanes i like it where does it come from certainly not the back we have hurricanes here you have hurricanes everywhere in the southeast you could be the florida hurricanes and it'd fit also that would fit more in florida not to um to cancel the carolina hurricanes but is that something we want to like celebrate like go hurricane! Yeah. My house is on ruin, the ground. Ruin Destroy my community. <laughs> People are talking Yippee, about it. Ruin no my car. community. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. What are you good just one. naming cool names? That's Maple Leafs makes sense. They just go together. That, that was a good one. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> I mean, it is right there in the name. What is I a mean, white cap? Captain Obvious. Huh? There's a team. It's uh the Toronto or Montreal. Yeah, Toronto Whitecaps. I don't get what white caps are. The top of a mountain cap with snow, I would assume. Or the top of, yeah, mountain. Or a racist with a hat. Should we talk uh, about sports or just uh, like with the names? Uh, yeah, what sports you got? Let's go uh, to Joey at the sports desk. Hey, Joey. Let's, let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about baseball. All right. Uh, do you think the Braves are going to be number one seed by playoff time? <laughs> uh, ask a question. Like, ask a real question. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me ask you this. If they're not, who the hell is? <laughs> uh, if they're not, who is? Yeah. Wait, you just poked the bear. Nice gone. Help the bear. <laughs> Help the bear. All right. So the closest team to them are. Oh, my gosh. What happened that to froze. Mystical? Help the bear. Thank you, sir. I don't know why. It just <laughs> froze. Yeah, Baltimore and Tampa both have 61. Okay. I thought we were talking to NL. I was about to say that was, okay. That's the AL. Joey's sports desk is struggling right now. There's papers everywhere on that desk. And he's 57 wins, Dodgers. Dodgers are close. I don't think they're going to catch the Braves. I don't think the Brewers are going to catch the Braves. I don't think anybody's going to catch the Braves. You don't think you're in for a slow period eventually? We just had one. We lost four straight, and then a few days later. That's a very minimal slow period. I think the better question is, are they going to actually make some noise in the playoffs this year or just kind of do what they've been doing? Well. Oh, Sorry. No, do what they've been doing, meaning last year where they lost. Because the year before that, they won the World Series. What about the years before that? All the years before that? (laughs) Yeah. A lot of playoff losses. Gotcha. Um, 
the thing is though they are the team to beat it's kind of scary but that is the facts right now and honestly like they're the best team in baseball and it would be tough to argue that i don't even think it's close yeah because you look at the american league joey said it the uh, rays and orioles have the most wins over there um you got the rangers do you really believe in them the astros I'm more worried about them just because of their name. But, like, who scares you? Like, the Dodgers, I guess, would scare me the most out of anybody. When the Braves won the World Series, Danny, a couple years ago, I I celebrated the Dodgers in LCS more than I did the World Series. It was like getting past the big, bad Dodgers was my thing. And it was almost like house money in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about this? Does uh, what does Boston do postseason wise? Like, are they wild card? They're on the fence of buying or selling. I think. Yeah. I think if well, we got a big two game set coming up against your Braves actually tonight or tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, there's they're on the fence of like I said, buying or selling. They're trying to figure out whether they want to keep or get rid of James Paxton. Um, obviously he's had a tremendous year, and they're trying to figure out whether they want to get prospects for him or try to take advantage of his great year he's had so far. But I don't know. I mean. We're in the toughest division in, in baseball right now, and we're in the basement currently. I think, or maybe since we won last night, the Yankees are now. But it's just trying to figure in the out. basement, six games over five hundred. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's just like I don't know because I mean, we I think there were a couple points this year where if we had the same record, we'd be in first place in the Central because you, that just miserable. Yep, you would be right so, now currently a half yeah. game up on the uh, Twins. Yeah, so it's just it's unfortunate, but hopefully we'll make a run at the wild card. I just I don't like being a fan of teams that just don't push for the playoffs like i just don't understand the process of like oh yeah we'll just sell and play for next year like that's not that's not the point you know go for it yeah all right back to the sports desk real quick what you got joey otani does he get traded by the deadline and where does he go if he's not gonna resign it would be in their best interest to trade him right i mean yeah for sure but does i does a team put up enough assets for the angels to be like okay I was kind of surprised the other day when uh, Mark from Camden Chat said he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't put together a package with, like, Jackson Holiday for Shohei Otani. And I was like, wow. I well, it's also because you have to – don't you trade for him now and then you have to lock him in for a contract in the next offseason. Or let him walk, yeah. Jackson Holiday is also 19. Like, I feel like that's, like, the one thing about the Orioles fans is, like, they're looking for the future. And obviously, Shohei's, I mean, a generational talent. But, again, you, like you said, you got to sign him in the offseason. Yeah. So, you're, it's a it's a rental, if anything, unless you guarantee exactly. him and extend him right when you get him. It's a expensive rental, yeah. too. So. I don't think Otani's going to love, love the city of Baltimore compared to L.A. I'm just, if I were to assume. I think the only chance, the only team that has a chance is Dodgers. As annoying as it is to say. Yeah, that would yeah, I know. Yeah, See, I know. you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> annoying. Yeah. The rich get richer. Uh, I wonder if teams will go. Probably not. But what the Braves did uh, during their World Series run, they brought in Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler. And at the time, it was like, all right, made a few moves here. But what have you really done? And those guys were amazing in the uh, playoff Especially run. Rosario. So you just never know. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian Weingarts joins us. We'll talk a little we'll talk more baseball. He's a big baseball fan. And also, Little League Softball World Series coming back to Greenville. That is exciting. And uh, Weingarts will tell us all about that. When we return, Hour 3 Pirate Radio Live. also have a giveaway for you. It's on the way after this. What's the matter with your head?
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. As I said earlier, Brian Weingartz will be in a good mood as he joins us today because his Tigers were 5-1 to one winners over the Giants on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Buck. Thank you, Chandler, for that. Uh, Brian, welcome into the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Got the Little League Softball World Series coming up. And another score on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, 8-2. to two, The Pitt County Girls, uh, oh, excuse me, softball all-stars uh, beating Florida today. So they go, they stay in the winner's bracket and will play uh, Georgia coming up on Tuesday, Brian. They got to win that to get to the Little League Softball World Series. Uh, so we're rooting them on. Uh, that's going on down in Georgia right now. Yeah, they have to win the regional. Um, they uh, played here in the state tournament and finished second to uh, Rowan Little League out of Salisbury, North Carolina, who's a perennial powerhouse. They've won two World Series and been to a couple others. And um, But the, the Pitt County girls team seems like they're a really good team. I, I watched a lot of their game today, and um, they're pretty impressive, and they look good today. And they're coming up Tuesday at noon. You can watch them again on ESPN+. Plus. Really cool that uh, those games are streaming. Uh, so, Brian, that, that Rowan team's already in the Little League World Series? Yeah, they uh, w- the North Carolina State champion um, gets an automatic ticket to the World Series, and they, uh, they won North Carolina um here a couple weeks ago all right let's get the details brian uh first of all the dates uh when do the festivities begin here in greenville um uh, i guess the the first public uh thing in in relationship to the world series is august 5th the opening ceremonies are at the town common and gosh i think they're like around six o'clock but i'd have to check on that for sure but they're at the town common that evening and there's lots of uh Lots of information out about that. It's not too hard to find, but that'll be the first night. And then the gameplay actually starts August the 6th, and it's scheduled to conclude August the 13th. How many teams uh, will be here in Greenville for the Little League World Series? 12 teams. There'll be eight United States teams and four international teams coming. And uh, you said a few teams. Well, you mentioned Rowan, but a few teams have already punched their ticket, right? Yeah, Rowan's in. Um, the Asia-Pacific champion is if i can say this right bacalod city the philippines and it's the same league that was here last year so i think they'll probably have some of the same players um milano italy um, we had italy here last year but this is a different league from italy they will be here and then guyama puerto rico will be representing the latin american region um, they'll be here as well and that's the same league that was here last year and then on the international side, we're still waiting on the national champion from Canada. That'll round out the international field. All right. Where'd Joey go? We need uh, Joey to do some interviews with the Puerto Rican team when they get here. He'll be pulling for his uh, his homeland there. That'd be cool. All right. So, uh, and now, Brian, we're waiting all these other uh, regionals that are going on. Uh, and right now, Pitt County down in the southeastern regional. But are all those going on this week? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, they're all on ESPN+. Plus. It's a lot of fun for us just to watch them. <clears throat> 
Um, and you hear how many times Greenville gets mentioned in, in such a positive light, and, and uh, we all enjoy seeing that. And, um, and I try to watch as many of the games as we can. I've watched some of the games um, from the West Region um, headquarters in San Bernardino, California, um, also Bristol, Connecticut, which is the East Region headquarters, um, some from Whitestown, Indiana, which is the Central Region headquarters. And then from our region, uh, Warner Robins, um, we, they just started today, so we watched some of those games too. And then the Southwest region, which has won the first two World Series that have been held here in Greenville, um, th- their games are on the Longhorn Network, and I don't have the Longhorn oh, wow. Network. So, um, so we, they're sort of a, a wild card, you know, not quite sure. But, um, but I do know that Hewitt, Texas, uh, Midway Little League, they have won the uh, the west half of texas um again so they'll be in that tournament so that they have an opportunity to to win their way out of that tournament and come back here and defend their title it was texas who knocked out uh greenville last year pitt county last year is that right i believe that's that virginia right. okay i'm wrong yeah it was it was virginia yeah okay <laughs> and then texas beat virginia yeah yeah okay yeah all right um hey joey are you familiar what's the uh the team from puerto rico there brian um let's see it's Guayama G U A Y A M A Puerto Gua, Rico. Uh Guaynabo? G U A Y A M A Guayama. Oh Guayama. Okay, Guayama. yeah. That's like twenty five minutes away from my grandma's house. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> They'll be in Greenville in the Little League World Series. Oh really? World they Series. they advanced? Yeah. Okay. So uh you when you need to go out there and do some interviews or something. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spanish and everything, I'll do it. No, you gotta bring gifts too. I and mean, that's what the that's what the Filipino um population did for the team from the Philippines. You gotta come bearing gifts. All right. Oh, yeah, I got you. I'll make a nice little arroz con pollo. <laughs> Whip it up, man. There you go. Uh, all right, Brian. So, um, man, looking forward to it. It was awesome to watch uh, on TV last year, and uh, I tried to get out to a game. I had my, my first pitch times mixed up, so I never made it out to a, to a game, but hope to get out there this year. But how about fans? Uh, is it free to go? Uh, how much are tickets? Uh, absolutely free. Yeah. Um, yeah. J- just the um, – Certain games, um, the the stadium uh, area is 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 limited to ticket holding people. I mean, such as like maybe VIPs. And when you get to the end, you have uh, uh, the the families and things of the players. You know, ha- have reserved seating. So. Um, I, but anybody that's been to Elm Street before, I mean, there's so many good places to watch the game from. Uh, you know that you, you can have a good view of it and uh, and be just as happy as the people sitting in the stadium. I think. Danny, I check out some little league softball World Series action. I've I, I've seen the production that they put on, and it really is a good time. I mean, like you were saying, it's it's a lot of a lot of great spots to watch from. It's a tr- tremendous park, and I, yeah, I might have to if I'm in town, I'm gonna have to go uh, go go by and check it out. Brian, I know I follow your social media. I know uh, you are working on the field daily. So how's the the field shift over from baseball to softball going? Yeah, I mean, it's really went well this year just simply because the weather's been good. Um, our first year of doing it in 21, it rained all the time. The field was wet. And was, even on the days it wasn't raining, it was hard to get heavy equipment in there because left field was so wet. And this year, we're way ahead of the game. Um, I mean, you could have played a game on that field like Thursday or Friday of last week probably. I mean, it's uh, it's really in good shape. Um, we're just trying to um, grow in a little more grass. We, we really beat it up during the Greenville Little League season. And so um, there, there's some wear areas, especially up around home plate. We've resided some of them. Some of them we're just trying to grow back in. And so 
um but we we think it's gonna not only play really good it'll look really good on television and in person as well now how long does that kind of process take from flipping it to baseball and softball obviously the dirt infield is one thing but how long does that kind of process take from the end of the greenville literally season to softball literally starting um it from the time they roll into town to do it, it takes three days gotcha okay. and um it's the, a lot shorter than i thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah they're these guys are really good and, and they work really hard and um uh, it's it's a company called eastern turf out of raleigh they do a lot of stuff over here at east carolina for athletics and they handle a lot of the uh the you know duke and carolinas and nc states and people like that too they do a lot of their stuff and i mean these guys i mean they get there at 8 eight thirty in the morning or so from raleigh and um you know and a lot of nights it's hey can you turn on the lights for us so we can finish this part up do that you know and then they really work hard and i don't i don't know how they do it and all that heat but they they figure it out and they they really do a good job with it brian how about as far as i don't know workers volunteers uh you know do you need anybody out there do they have all that covered how you know how can people help out with anything yeah i mean at this point it's it's pretty well covered we have a tremendous number of volunteers especially for the fun stuff um you know and then there's uh you know for some of the other things we sort of have to to spread out you know the people that are like you know they have to sit a quarter mile up the street and check and make sure the cars don't pull into areas they're not supposed to and right. that sort of thing but um we're we're in pretty good shape as far as all that goes um and uh you know we're at the point where um most everybody's been scheduled um for each d- day you know to is to do you know particular things like concessions or souvenirs um ushers we have um uh, richard allsbrook everybody that goes to dh Conley games you know here's richard and then mark hessert who used to be with the pirate club there are two uh head ushers and they do a tremendous job of of taking their people getting them scheduled make sure that um that the right people um that are supposed to be in the stadium are in the stadium and then when they're in the stadium they're not sitting in places they're not supposed to and um, that's kind of their job throughout the series how closely does this uh will you begin you know fall ball like when you reflip the stadium like how how closely is all that together um it's they usually come uh toward the end of august there's usually about a week the field just kind of sits there and hangs out and doesn't do much of anything and then um then they come and, and get it back to baseball and then they turned over to me and i have to do a lot of edging um we have to do a little bit of work to the mound and that, and that kind of thing um but um like last year for example we played our first fall games on the field 13 days after all the new sod had been laid and everything right. you know and of course we you know if you were trying to play an east carolina football game out there with 300 pound linemen eh, it might not work so good but you know but our little 90 pounders i mean they're not, they're not out there tearing up you know sod and that kind of thing and so we played on it like that last year and it was everything was fine you do such an amazing job with the field brian and luckily you, you said these guys that come in are experts are you like nervous handing your baby over to outsiders like no. you, <laughs> you're good it's like when when we when we first um had an inkling we might get this world series um the first person i called was chris ball um chris is a greenville boy i mean he um uh, he, he played in little league from like 1986 to 1989 and he um he was a huge part of our um of refurbishing the field after we we got flooded by hurricane floyd back almost a quarter century ago and um he's he's really been a great advocate um you know for our field and um and has always been really helpful to me you know if i have questions or that kind of thing and um you know chris chris was a groundskeeper 
several different professional stops the last being the Gwinnett Braves mm-hmm. um you know where he was you know in, in you know, always won awards you know and that kind of thing and so um he, he's just so good at what he does um you know now he's in he's into sales um because groundskeeping's a tough tough gig if you want to have a wife and a family and that kind of thing it just doesn't work you know when you're there 20 hours a day you know at the park and so so he's um, he, he's kind of transitioned, um, you know, away from the groundskeeping part. But I think he gets his uh, I think he gets his fill of it, you know, during this World Series time because it's quite a challenge to 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 make that field, you know, what we hope it you know hope it can be. Yeah, Brian Weingart's joining us, uh, intern Dan, aka Danny Beal, hanging out as well, and uh, you'll have uh, all the ESPN folks coming in as well, announcers, things like that. And uh, what's your role going to be, Brian? Uh, for this? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I tell people a lot. You know, I, I kind of take care of bullpens um, during the tournament, and um, the the female grounds crew that we have coming again this year. We had a female grounds crew that was there for a portion of the World Series, and they'll be for, here for a portion of the World Series this year. They nicknamed me Base Guy Brian, and so what my job was is I, uh, the three sets of uh, bases that we have that go on the field. My job was, was to take them um, behind the stadium and um, spray a substance on them and get my scrub brush out and scrub them so they were white again. And so, base guy Brian. Um, base guy Brian. And so, because we change bases every three innings at the World Series. I mean, this isn't... Oh, wow. uh, yeah, we, we don't play. So, uh, <laughs> so, we change bases every three innings. So, um, uh, we... The, the, That's once way we had the ba- we did for D1 baseball. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't do that during our season, trust me. But, um, but yeah, we, we change them every three three innings so they have fresh bases and uh if they go into extra innings they get fresh bases for the seventh inning you know and so so i just sit back there and scrub bases and um <laughs> we had, we had the, the people that chris um brings in um th- that came from throughout the country i mean you know we had a young lady from reno nevada that was here um that was the her name's leah withrow and she was the uh, groundskeeper for the uh, reno aces and she won a, a really big award it might have been a national award i can't remember exactly what it was but so it's like an all-star grounds crew oh my gosh I, mean, I looked up i looked up last year and there was a guy named luke yoder that was here probably about four or five days before the world series and most people don't know who luke yoder is but luke yoder used to be the groundskeeper for the padres and one other major league team too but he was a groundskeeper for the Padres and you know kind of got out of it at one point I looked at him and said my gosh you know and then I said who's that and he goes let's look at her and I said my gosh I said that's crazy we have the former groundskeeper for the San Diego Padres is here yeah. you know just doing regular stuff for us so really cool really cool Danny anything else uh, no it's, it's it's good that they put on this show I mean like you were saying it's an all-star kind of crew that they got out and like I was I was just thinking while you were talking how important the Little League World Series was to me when I was younger about how it was like kind of the mecca and like you were saying it brings such a positive light to Greenville and any way we can do that try to get it to be where on the level that Williamsport is I feel like that's you know any, any way you can do it you're going to do it so I mean, like you said, the grounds crew is just, I mean, that field is just incredible. I've never seen anything like it on a field that, that size with that kind of area around it. It, it. There's nothing, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, we're really, pro- we're really proud of it. And, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's a product of the, the local Little League, you know, which has been here for the last 73 years and the people that have been, been such a part of it. Um, you know, our relationship we have with the Greenville Recreation and Parks Department is second to none. I mean, they are uh, they're super supportive of everything we try to do. Um, I mean, their guys were out there really working hard today, putting in fence posts and stuff like that for the temporary fencing. And um, 
and they're just it's just really it, it, the park is really a product of you know our, our little league and our relationship with them over the last 70 some odd years and so we're we're grateful that we have them you know on board as well do you know who the uh the announcers will be coming here brian yeah um i'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same it'll be i mean for the for the espn games it's usually like michelle smith amanda scarborough and courtney lyle and then they they have a couple of different ones that come for the espn plus games and then um you know we haven't mentioned it yet but we're really excited this year the championship games can be on 3 30 on sunday afternoon the 13th it's gonna be on abc sports and wow. so um that's pretty crazy right there Greenville, North Carolina highlighted oh my gosh, on I network TV. Awesome. I know. It's like when you get tired and you're out there working on the field, you're thinking, oh, my gosh. ABC, ABC, ABC. ABC. <laughs> you say ABC and you just get a burst of energy, you know. And uh, and those bases are going to be pearly white <laughs> thanks to Base Guy Brian. <laughs> base guy yeah, Brian's I've got to ask. So the brushing, like that's something you have to do by yourself in the midst of the next change? Well, we have like three sets of them. And so, um, so uh, we, we take them. We have a table back there. And usually right when they come off, you just do it right then because that, that way you're always ahead of the game Okay, a little bit. So Joey, not, I, I don't want to – yeah, I was going to say. He works with the uh, grounds crew at ECU, so – I don't want to expose the secrets, but are we cheaters by? So we, we're big on you spray paint. Are you yeah, painting we paint them? them. Nah, you're cheating. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figure so. Yeah, we, we go back there, paint them up. But, uh, I mean, yeah. look, I have immense respect for you guys because you guys are there. You got two fields, really, if you count. You know, you got softball and baseball yeah. going on. It goes on the same weekend, and... Um, and you never know when it's going to start, when it's going to end. So that's cheating, but it's... Uh, I've got to use our cheats, you know? I, I'd be cheating, too, if I was you. Seriously. <laughs> How many years did it take, Brian, for you to master the art of raking and dragging and just everything that I goes into know, it? I don't know, man. It's, it, you know, I, I tell people um, I, I'm not really a groundskeeper. I'm just a guy that watches a lot of YouTube videos and try to um, try to copy what they do. Um, or the other thing is, is like when they're doing a post-game interview... After an MLB game, you look out over the shoulders of the guy doing the post game interview. You see what the grounds crew is doing, and then you copy it. You know, I actually took a picture after a Tiger game um, last year, or maybe two years ago, and tweeted it. And the guy from some guy from the Tigers ground crew actually recognized himself on the field working. He goes, "Hey, that's me." You know, and so, <laughs> it's definitely an unforgiving job. It's not 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 someone that you want to be a perfectionist with because any way you do it, if you think it's right, somebody's going to find something wrong with it. Yeah, I mean that, that's true. Um, you know, Tommy Walston, um, who uh, used to be the groundskeeper for the uh, Kinston Indian when they were the Indians, uh, you know, he, he told me, man, he goes, "It's really tough because it's like if there, if there's a if there's a hop a guy doesn't like or something like that, you know, they'll they'll blame you, you know, oh, yeah. and say, man, it's your fault, you know. I mean, you, you got to get this better, you know, that kind of thing." And, um, you know, our kids, I mean, you know, <laughs> look, we get bad hops every once in a while, too, in our field. But nobody gets mad at me, you know, because they know I'm trying. <laughs> you know, the best I can, you know. And so, but, yeah, I mean, those guys, it, the, the pressure they're under at it, 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 any level, pretty much above where we're at, it, it's immense. Sometimes I have anxiety leading up to ECU games. And, uh, you know, we're doing the pregame reads and the guys are, you know, chalking the box and everything. And, <laughs> I'm just like, man, if they screw up, like they're gonna have to delay. There was, oh, yeah. there was a couple of games, yeah, where there's been times because I mean, you got to make that. We got a 15 minute in and out uh, yeah. change, so there's been times where, we, and I'm not gonna lie, he he doesn't mind if I say this, but the guy who doesn't this season is 60 percent deaf. So like, if he's messing up or he needs to, yeah, hey, yeah. hurry up, like 
we got to run over and touch them and <laughs> like, hey, we're this is not looking right. Or yeah, it really, so. it really is incredible. I mean, you guys are like a pit crew. Like, well, it'll be in and out, flip, done, and then you guys are on there like with every single tool you can possibly imagine that'll fit in like a yarding garage. And it's like, okay, well, let's get to work then. Yeah, and we're we're throwing them. We're like, it's it's it really is incredible what you guys do. I was gonna ask, is there so when it comes to like watering the field and stuff like that, do you have any coaches that like, say like, I need you to water this part a little bit more? We do not. I've heard of guys like that. Yeah, because I know, like, like, Co- like, even Cliff himself, like, we got some spots where he wants the water a little bit more than others, like, just in front of the batter's box or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So, so like, when you hit the ground ball, that first hop out of there is, is, is a soft one. You know, there used to be the old thing about the MLB guys, you know, at first base, if you were if you were playing the Cardinals in the 80s, you know, you would take the first base leadoff area and turn it into a mud pit. So, like, you know, Vince Coleman and all those guys would get off to a slow start. You know, but um, but you know, we, we we don't we don't have anybody like that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Weingart's joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Well, Brian, uh, it's going to be a first class uh, job as always, as everything is out there at Stalling Stadium, Elm Street Park, and once again, hit the uh, the key dates. When is the opening ceremonies again? It's August the fifth, and please look it up. I didn't bring the time with me, but I think it's around the six o'clock neighborhood, right. somewhere around there at the Town Common. Um, uh, Andrew Schmidt and Convention and Visitors Bureau do a phenomenal job putting all that stuff together for us um they're just they're really good at what they do and um and uh, everybody leaves uh, any event that they're involved with that everybody leaves really excited about what's coming up next yeah and uh so the games will begin the following day uh yes all right yep. and uh we'll be rolling from there and hopefully we'll have the uh pitt county girls team in it they are playing right now down in warner robbins for the southeast regional and uh they will play coming up again on tuesday at noon on espn plus trying to stay in that winner's bracket anything else we need to know brian um, you, you know j- just uh just so many people j- just mentioned a few um the phillips family they they're tremendous for us um M- mark is tremendous at helping raise money for us and helping logistics of so many different things his wife luann um helps out with all the the volunteer food and and runs the souvenir shop for us my wife she's incredible she's Stays up. She's like still up working on a computer, scheduling this and scheduling that when I'm going to bed, and uh, so that's great. Scooter does a great job for us. He handles the press box. He's uh, down in Georgia right now. Actually, he's right? down in Georgia. Yeah, and, and um, so he, but he handles the, he handles the press box, schedules all the workers, recruits all the workers, and all that kind of stuff. Chris Riddle does a terrific job with. Um, he's our kind of our ESPN liaison. I mean, he handles everything ESPN related for us, and then Kevin Fisher runs. Um, the whole concession operation um, handles getting food trucks for us, and um, I mean, he he came in here last week and took our our uh, little league concession stand, which didn't look too bad considering it had been through a whole season. It takes everything out of it and cleans that place. So, I mean, you could eat off the floor in there when he's done with it. And, it's, and so we just have a bunch of amazing people that really uh, help put this thing on. I know I'm missing some, but that, that those are the ones that um, you know that you know that come to mind you know first. Awesome stuff. Little League Softball World Series coming back to Greenville. And uh, how many years uh, are you locked in with that, Brian? We're locked in for five. Okay. Yep. But right. um, we're confident we're going to have it for a real long time. That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us, man. And uh, if you need anything, you. let us know. Appreciate everything. Thank you. All right. Uh, Shirley, let's uh, make somebody a winner right now here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday as we will start your week off right. We're going to give, give it, it away, away, give it away give right it away now. now. Give it away, Still give trying it away, to come up with another song now. we can play. Give it away, Chandler's give it got away, an idea. But for now, we're going with that. Shirley, what are we giving away on this Monday? Oh, uh, 
why don't we do a $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's? $10 gift card. A.J. McMurphy's can be yours if you are lucky. Caller number five. Number five. 317-1250. We got a giveaway. We'll be back with more after these words. Still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast I don't want to be your downtime You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. They provide a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Will James of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J.'s. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. They have live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. So make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. College game day will be in the state of North Carolina for week one. They'll be in Charlotte to see North Carolina take on South Carolina. Wow. So uh, they will be uh, in the Queen City at your beautiful panther stadium and work my man erickson stadium to your city uh bank of america but we better enjoy it while it lasts because it will not be bank of america going forward after this year or two in two years so new stadium name no new stadium name okay have you guys seen i saw this on stadium no not what i was talking about but the October 21st college football slate that day. Oh, I love you doing this. Oh, I can't believe I haven't done it this. It is incredible. Let's hear let, it. Let me, let me read this to you guys. Let me find All right, so we got Tennessee, Tennessee at Alabama. Rematch. A rematch of uh, the epic game. That's right. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Another SEC battle. All right. Ole Miss at Auburn. Okay. Wisconsin at Illinois. Mm-hmm. Michigan at Michigan State. Rivalry game. Hold on. We got to find the rest of these, but there are... Twitter was I don't I don't know how you guys didn't see this. Twitter was blowing up over this. Well, right now I'm not that jacked for it. You gotta you gotta you gotta give me some more. We gotta we gotta. What's what was your date? October October twenty first. By the way, ECU takes on Charlotte that day. If you're curious, homecoming. Turn your mic on, Joey. Messi's in Bank of America that day. Wow. Yeah. Messi. Clemson at Miami. Clemson at Miami. Okay. Penn State at Ohio State. There we go. That'll probably be your nightcap, maybe. Utah at USC. Man, that could be a top 15, 10 matchup. Hopefully (laughs) only late night. Air Force at Navy. You've got the (laughs) Commander-in-Chief trophy on the line. I don't know if I have seen a better slate than that. It's a good slate. I mean, that's that's, you got a rivalry game from last year with Tennessee and Alabama. Alabama's coming from blood in Tuscaloosa. 
well here's what i like to do too let's uh let's pick those times and networks Ooh, so yes wisconsin illinois uh that is gus johnson on the on fox okay well <laughs> uh but how about so penn state ohio state you said i'm thinking that's going to be the new nbc night game i could feel that being or that game. could be the big noon game yeah, maybe that kicks it off, and then you put Tennessee and Alabama, Alabama. in primetime. Or that's the 3.30 CBS That's either 3.30 or primetime, yeah. When are they switching the CBS? Because isn't it Big Ten? That's the good question. When are they I think they're that? doing... Is that next year or this year next year? Both. Really? I believe this year is both, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if you... And then when do you put USC and Utah? See, I feel like you had to put that the late that's like the late 30 game. 10 abc like the abc is like there the, still like going to be a chris fowler yeah chris fowler game especially if that's going to be i mean that's coming down to the wire in the pac 12 so i feel like that's going to be a decider on who wins that league well i'm pulling for a nooner for ecu that day so i can watch yeah. those at night yeah. uh, it'll be ecu and charlotte tba on the time and i'm looking forward kind of i was talking to a utsa dude for one of their shows and uh like he was like you got to be pretty jacked up about an in-state opponent and i was like well like navy <laughs> might be closer to charlotte like to charlotte with yeah. the geography but uh, we could form a little rivalry with them maybe not in football as much as baseball and basketball it's already there in baseball yeah and you I already like, got it in baseball yeah and i feel like basketball you, there's always going to be bad blood if they're in your state even yeah. if they are far away yeah and hope and maybe something will get there with football now i hope we we need to beat them pretty good or at least beat them because uh, they're you know new head coach they're pretty down right now mm-hmm. but uh i think something could form there with the niners yeah definitely i mean i think um especially not just on the field and with players and coaches or whatever but i think our, like, our fan bases can start to get into it i mean sure. I, on on twitter yeah um so i could see that happening down the road i would like that i mean i think charlotte's an up-and-coming program in all three major sports baseball basketball and, and football so uh, I'm excited to have them in our conference, and I'm glad to see them. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just down the road, so glad to have the 49ers. Jamie said, wait till you have to think about USC and UCLA Big Ten times. So you see, like, uh, Jeez, yeah. UCLA versus Rutgers, and <laughs> that's the 11 o'clock ESPN2 game yeah. kicking off. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's going to throw a wrench into everything. Yeah. That's, that's going to be weird. All right. J- uh, Joel, you got something? Do I have something? Yeah. Uh, no, I think the best game on October 21st is definitely Charlotte FC versus Miami, Inter-Miami. All right, That's so Messi debuted when? Talking when? soccer. Uh, <laughs> he debuted just a couple weeks ago. Game winner. Some slight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess people are excited. Did I see? Okay, I saw this now that I, I think about it. Charlotte's not going to put down natural grass, so – He's not going to play. Oh, then I'm not getting the ticket anymore. Yeah, no, I heard that. So it's in, Messi is one of the craziest contracts like known to sports. So now, isn't he partial owner? Did yeah, he's partial right? owner of Inter Miami, and he's going to have a stake in buying a new team when they keep expanding. Uh, so he's got a clause in his contract where he refuses to play on turf because to avoid injury. So all these stadiums that have turf have to roll out grass for that matchup if you want Messi to play. Messi will not receive special treatment when he comes to face Charlotte. They said they would not switch their field from turf to grass for the October 21st match. Has there ever been a contract like that where a player just kind of runs the show like that? It's (laughs) like, you do what I tell you to do. I'm writing the check pretty much at this point. There's the next contract that's about to probably process here in the next few hours if it goes through. Um, There's a player who he has two choices. He can play for his dream team, earn 65 mil a year, 
1.2 a week. God forbid. Or you can earn 700 mil in the year alone. But you got to go play in somewhere That's random uh, in Saudi Arabia. Mbappe? Mbappe. 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 Yeah, so he's sitting between that right now. And then, like, the, the stipulation is, like, you got stocks in, like, some of the top companies. You, you have... I think he's going to get like a percentage of some of the oil money that they make out there now. Why didn't I play soccer when I was growing up? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Americans <laughs> wouldn't have gone too far anyway. I mean, you'd have to be in over there. Yeah. If, if the talent that like Americans have were in other state countries, it'd be a game over. We'd be dominating soccer too. But Well, is Charlotte, uh, Charlie, take us to break. Is Charlotte going to lose money here? Not or Do you think they'll still? Well, they like, should. If you, if you put it in perspective, Chicago Fire plays Miami the week before. And I can go sit midsection sec like second section midsections 50 yard line maybe like 50 bucks uh for that messy game i'm looking to sit with my family in the upper tier sections like row 17 for 165 a piece but now if he doesn't play he doesn't what's play, gonna happen then the tickets will drop but yeah knowing miami knowing business they're gonna announce that two days before it happens so. yeah and all those tickets gonna be sold and everybody's gonna be upset i guess when they get there i don't know all right, uh, let's take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll hear uh, what Phil Steele had to say when I asked him if East Carolina would go to a bowl game this year. We'll talk about that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, now we're looking at announcers. This is good, like, football lead-up stuff here. I love it. Uh, This is fun. So, is Brady doing this year? I don't know. I know he's got... He's got some stuff to do this fall because I remember he came out and made a video about it saying that he's got kind of like all these endorsement stuff to do this so that he might not be able to do this year. But the question we were just talking about is do you put him in the one booth with Kevin Burkhardt or do you keep Olsen in there for now? I would keep Olsen. He's been great. I think he's been awesome. Um, I don't think you take – I think Olsen was so good you cannot take him out even if it's for a name like Tom Brady. Yeah. He did a part. He did a podcast with part of my take the other day, and he was talking about how like he kind of leaned into it and didn't try to shy away from it. And that's why I made it so sad. Like the Super Bowl, he was phenomenal. He was awesome. I had no problem with him, and I even I'm the biggest Brady guy you can find, and I'm like you should keep Olsen in the in the number one booth. All right, so I'm looking at the so you got Nance and Romo, of course, and let's throw it down to Tracy. Hey, Hello, Tracy, Tracy Wilson. Wilson. Hello, friends. Uh, Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan Washburn. Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, um, and Matt Ryan will be joining the booth Andrew this year. Andrew Catalan. So, in the tweet, it says, J.J. Watt, Matt Ryan, Jason McCourty, Ross Tucker join as analysts. And I see McCourty, and I see Tucker. Um, I don't see... Where is J.J. Watt? I don't know. So, is might, he, be a booth, I might be a boot, like a not like a booth, but an analyst kind of with like the main guys, like the Gronks and the, you know, those like kind the of pregame. Guys. Yeah, pre-game did I guys. did I miss that 
he was going to go into broadcasting i did i guess uh, i I, I don't remember it but that kind of rings a bell um what do you think about roma I because he's done a lot of here we go, Jim. I have never had a problem with him, honestly. Like, like I like I don't know what the hate is. Like I guess early in his career when he would literally call plays before they happened, that would kind of frustrate people. But I've never really had an issue with him. Like people get so frustrated by him, and it's just been like, I mean, God knows what he's talking about. I think he's great. I I like him because he is into the game and breaks it down. That's why I like Olsen too. It feels like he's really excited about what he's doing. You can tell for sure. So, uh, all right, there's your CBS game announcers for this year. So uh, another thing we were talking about, Danny brought up um, the Untold on Netflix, which in the past have done Manti Teo. They had a great one on this minor league hockey team. Yes. That was really good. And the betting scandal on the NBA with the refs. Yeah, Tim Donaghy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, So there is a a new batch coming out beginning next Tuesday. Uh, But you are fired up for one in particular, maybe a couple, but... There's like it looks like it's gonna be a four parter on the Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez. It's called what? Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings. I mean, Swamp Kings. That doesn't fire you up. Me and Chandler <laughs> were sitting here and just getting naming off players, being like, oh, like, "This is gonna be awesome." Think about the characters on that team: Percy Harvin, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, per, um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton Cam might Newton. be on that. The Pouncey uh, Twins. Pouncey the Pouncey Twins, twins yeah. is a good one. Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. became famous. Like. And then, of course, I mean, the biggest character probably of them all, Urban Meyer. So. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. That, that's going to be fascinating. They have a Johnny Footballing episode. <laughs> All these are going to be throughout August, and they're going to drop one a week. The Florida one isn't until the end of August, but August 1st will be like Jake Paul, which I'm not really interested in, but I love documentaries, so I will check it out. And then uh, the week after that, you got the Johnny Football. There's also one for you older baseball fans on Victor Conti and the steroid stuff, which will probably be interesting too. So that's exciting. Kind of their Netflix's response to 30 for 30, I guess. Apple just came out with a Steph Curry one, I think, this past weekend as well. The, it was, I think it was called Underrated. My mom sent it to me, and I watched it last night. I called my roommates, and it was two hours of just Davidson basketball glory. And it was it was, it was, a, lot, it was a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in there, especially from his perspective, playing through that tournament where they made it to the Elite Eight, and lost to Kansas in 08, I believe. Oh, uh, that was a great run. They yeah. beat uh, Gonzaga. Did they beat Georgetown? Beat Georgetown yeah. with Roy Hibbert and Ewing's son. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the Sweet 16 game. And then they, they beat Wisconsin. The Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. That was an that was, awesome run. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, Jamie says, who's worse, Urban Meyer or Aaron Hernandez? Well, yeah. flip a coin. I used uh, to have an Aaron Hernandez Florida jersey back in the day, actually, when I was young. I'm going to go with Hernandez just because he physically I feel like that's ended fair. people's <laughs> yeah, lives. Killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say he's the worst. What'd you do with that jersey? Did you sell it? You own it? Were you one of the guys that uh, like, no, burned I think it? It's, no, no, no. I loved Aaron Hernandez. He's Puerto Rican. I mean, he was a great guy. I mean, until it happened. He was one of my favorite Patriots. Was he a I was great like, guy, though? It's awesome. He was a cool, like, I, as in for. He was a good player. I, I, I remember he was novice for, like, or known for his interactions with fans. Like, I liked him. Okay. He's always cool with the kids. I mean, he would stop for every autograph type type of guy. Okay. Uh, good. I mean, his head just kind of. And then it, yeah. Once, the, once he signed that $50 million contract, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, Jamie says, talking about announcers, Tom Brady will be awful. Matt Ryan, no personality. Drew Brees, awful. J.J. Watt will be good. 
Those are, I just uh, I can't put, wrap my head around Tom Brady being bad at something. So I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I think he'll find a way to make it interesting, whether it's a Romo thing or if it's well, maybe it's about time he is bad at something. And for some reason, I what don't think maybe it's about time. Yeah, like, everybody's due. Do, you know? And I I feel like I can't see JJ Watt being an announcer. Yeah, not for uh, long, that's something I have to like. He, when, he, like I knew Greg Olson was going to be a hell of a broadcaster just yeah. seeing his post-game interviews and stuff i just don't i have to see it to believe it with, with jj watt i never knew tony romo had a personality like watching him all those years he never had any great interviews or anything yeah. and I, i'm not saying jj watt's going to be bad but it's just one of those deals where i have to see it to believe it kind of like with romo with you yeah so yeah i'm, I'm loving sure. this discussion i do agree drew Brees was uh was bad just yeah. very boring. God, he didn't even make it long. He's just bland. They tried yeah. him in the booth, maybe, and then they had him down on the sideline with Chris Collinsworth's son and yeah. somebody else, and they're like, all right, now you guys sit over there. You're not good at this. It doesn't always work. Are we getting uh, Eli and Peyton back for another year? I hope so. You don't What's like that? it? Out on it. Why? Out on it. Why? I don't know if it's just my hatred for Peyton and Eli, but I just don't like I just not into it. It is the football version of the K-Rod broadcast on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, but it's a lot better. It's, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Some of the interviews I'll listen to, and I'm interested in it, but I'm just going to turn on Joe Buck and enjoy myself. I, I get that Eli playing. ruined your Sunday twice. Twice. And I hate Eli, too. I was a Washington. I'm a Washington. You know, I didn't like the Giants. He is, he's got a great sense of humor and is a really cool dude. I just was so much prefer Joe Buck. Joe Buck's the man. Okay. All right. Uh, Eli, uh, the Manning Brothers or Clip and Chandler Honeycutt on Pirate Radio Watch Along? I don't even think it's close. <laughs> <laughs> We've never beat this team in the Super Bowl or in the AFC Championship, so he likes us more. All right. We'll uh, take our final break, come back, wrap it up after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and uh, taking a quick look at your stock market report and... uh, to start out the week, it was a good day for the Dow. It was up 183 points at 35,411. The NASDAQ was up 26 at 14,058. The S&P was up 18 at 4,554. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, wrapping it up here on a Monday. Joey, Danny, thanks for uh, being a part of the sports discussion today. It was fun. It was a pleasure. It was, it was awesome. a fun show. I love doing that stuff. And Appreciate thank uh, all you folks on YouTube, Facebook. Had a good time. Jansen says, Joe Buck is absolutely awful. He's tolerable in baseball. Everybody's got their opinions. That's what makes America great. We all <laughs> think different things. It'd be boring if we all thought the same thing, right? Sure, sure. All right, Chan Man, we'll see you tomorrow. Shirley right, Rose, same to you and uh, all you fine folks out there. Uh, we'll talk to you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.